to the ether today is wednesday december 14th 2022 today on the ether the cosmonaut boot camp hosted by tendermint timmy with spark ibc chatting with chauncey from angel protocol locked for good let's take a listen how's it going tank what's going on guys we're back we strangled some kids and we're back that that sounds bad i actually should have <laughs> jujitsu jujitsu everybody jujitsu i forgot this is a professional setting and we're recording so bad <laughs> yeah without context i was totally out of context for anybody just now i was listening i was so sorry no problem um yeah i just figured i'd spin up the space a little bit early i'm excited to get more into what you were discussing earlier man so yeah i'm, I'm glad that you did we just got back and i'm excited to chime in and listen yeah i think um crazy enough i don't think i've done a space that's just focused on interchange since the campaign went live so that's going to be sort of the purpose of tonight and then we'll be chatting with angel protocol a bit later nice nice, nice. you got any fun weekend plans tank oh man just a lot of same old same old a lot of um office work to do before you know the holidays and uh a lot of teaching kids classes and crypto stuff, man. So again, it was really funny. I went into uh, the class and we got one of the other coaches. He's just now kind of dabbling and getting interested into crypto. Uh, his way to getting into tech stocks, though, is of course like he always goes, "Well, I just bought me some Tesla." I'm like, "Good for you." How about the crypto? Did you look into crypto? And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to tell him to get into crypto or anything like that. But I'm like always trying to nudge him that way. Just to look at it, yeah, yeah, just look at it and stuff like that. Because he's he's super interested in techy stuff. But I'm like. You know, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But I think just from my experiences, uh, I've been noticing uh, the complete opposite of what the narrative is uh, that's being pushed out there on all these big media outlets and platforms. I've actually seen a lot more people getting more and more interested uh, because of recent events with Sam and FTX. Like a lot more people now actually know about crypto. And it's funny because we were talking about it, right? I think what it did, it didn't expose like, the bad things of crypto, I think it exposed like more the narrative that people already kind of thought and knew of corruption in the traditional, uh, you know, uh, legacy markets. And because like, that's all I keep hearing is like, oh, yeah, it just seems bad and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. No, did you see? Um, I think I want to say golden ratio might have been who retweeted it, but did you see something earlier today? It was some politician. And I think the quote that was, that was clipped there was them saying like, let's be clear. This is not a digital asset problem. This is a fraud and organization, or this is not a trial on digital assets. This is a trial on fraud and organization, like good old fashioned. Yeah, I think it was, I I saw it earlier. I did see that. And I agree completely, completely. 
it seems bad, but I think it's going to be a positive for us in the long haul. I mean, I, as an investor, I kind of like um, the volatility. So I kind of like welcome the speculative, uh, you know, even even meme coins, to be very honest with you, they serve their purpose when it comes to being an investor and taking advantage of certain situations. But at the same time, for the sake of growth and maturity, uh, I, you know, while it might lighten the, the volatility over a long period of time, uh, I think that's what we all kind of hope in, in, and are wanting to get to, right, is a less volatile, more mature market where it's a little bit more stable and realistic and maintainable with certain price points and expectations. So, yeah, good, good long-term outcomes, I think. Yeah, I will say uh, long-term, yes, but short-term, just by, from my experience at work, Man, the guys at work, they're like, oh, I can't believe you're in this crypto, this Sam stuff. But they take any of your money. It's just been all negative. And they're like, oh, are you still putting money into crypto? It's, it's just been nothing but bad, bad stuff being said about crypto around my neck of the woods anyways. That's interesting. So you're hearing the complete opposite of what I hear. That's that's interesting. I was wondering if it was just like my inner circle that well, I talked to or like. Yeah, but they also they know that I'm into crypto and they like giving me shit about being into crypto. And they're like, oh, see, look yeah. here. I told you crypto's, this, you know, you should, you're wasting all your money in crypto, blah, blah, blah. It's other stuff. So they are biased on the ways that they, they think. The good old uh, locker room hazing. Now yeah? they're just giving you shit to give you shit. <laughs> exactly. And any any time they see Bitcoin or anything go down, they're like, oh, looky here. Your all your assets are going to zero. So. But they never say shit whenever it's pumping. So it's, it's just, it's like Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to let it go. It's not that big a deal. Just, just put money in what you believe in. Do you guys, uh, I know, uh, Timmy, stop me whenever you guys want to just get the ball rolling. But I find that yep. really interesting. Uh, have you guys ever noticed, like, even your close inner circle, like family relatives and stuff like that? It's Isn't it weird? Is I always think it's fast. Isn't it weird? how it seems like the people that should root for you are always so quick to freaking make sure that you know that you were wrong. It's like, how's that crypto, you know, like Thanksgiving, how's that crypto treating you? Like, are you being a dick? Are you like really asking me? Because I can't tell. Oh yeah. I mean, you can invest in stocks or anything that they're used to or put money in the bank. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. But as soon as you invest anything in crypto, it's like, oh, it's, it's like a witch hunt out there. Well, I think it's because the type of person that still does that, um, genuinely thinks of crypto as nothing more than a Ponzi scheme. So they don't even, they're not even being dicks. They're making fun of you for an obvious mistake. You shouldn't have done that. You should feel stupid for having made. So like, yeah, but if you were to ask them, Timmy, okay, what don't you like about crypto? Can you explain to me what crypto is? Like, well, yeah. You know, they wouldn't be able to answer that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why are you being a dick to me? <laughs> I just think it's always fascinating because I got I got the same problem. It's like the people that should be rooting for you and like asking and inquiring and being like, hey, you know, hey, like my real name's Matt. If you guys don't know, like, hey, Matt, like, why do you instead of asking like uh, intriguing questions or constructive questions about, hey, like maybe ask me why I'm into it uh, instead of hazing me all the time, like you have a better understanding of of why I'm doing this or that. But it's it's always it's always not that case. It's always I don't care. It's a Ponzi. You uh, you know why that is, right? Because every time we tell them about it, it's at the all-time high, and then they invest, and then it dumps, and then they lose money, and they're like, "Well, that was a fucking scam." I bet if we start well, yeah, telling that's them, how we make money. Well, I know. I'm just saying, you can't make money off them <laughs> and have a nice, you know, conversation on at Thanksgiving about 
them, you know, losing 90% of their 40. I should, I should make a, we should, we should like build a platform that's for peer to peer trading for dummies so that when you finally do convince a family member to buy into crypto, you can quite literally have them buy your bags in particular. <laughs> like, yeah, just go on here. Let's see. You'll quickly mute your mic. Check how much Bitcoin you have. Yeah. Just go ahead and buy uh, 0.145 and then 3.2 Ethereum. I think that should cover. <laughs> that's kind of a, actually, that's kind of an interesting idea. If you could just have something where they put their money in and then it just copy trades. And then at the end of the year, when they oh. lost it all, just be like, actually, we, you only lost half of it. Obviously, I'm taking half for the fees, but right. we've been actually putting your money just in this like fucking Bank of America, <laughs> like fiat account. You thought you only lost money. You didn't really. No, congrats. You've earned actually you've earned 0.02% APY. We put it in a savings. Just better. I mean, that's better than losing ninety point eight five percent. So I'll take it. I noticed you jumped the gun. I was downstairs chilling, having some pizza, and then I saw the thing pop up. I was like, "It ain't four o'clock yet." <laughs> the fuck is this guy doing? I call this motherfucker. He's just like doing crowd pizza on the floor, sprints upstairs. Yeah, doing crowd work. <laughs> trying to warm them up for you no we'll definitely give it till like five or ten after our official start time but seems like it might be a pretty small night and i don't know if i need well, to there's just other spaces popping right now too yeah yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, there's, a, there's a couple that should be wrapping up here shortly cool well i guess until then like let me just pick your two brains like this. Maybe some other spaces will shut. People will come in, share. Um, but it's not very effective marketing. And like most of our tweets don't, you know, they get 30, 40 likes, maybe. Um, and those are all just from like core people. Like, how can we how can we more efficiently get our message out and like communicate what we're doing? Um, and kind of full stack, both like what Spark is and how campaigns work and how fundraising happens, and then also specifically interchain info and what it's tackling. Like, I definitely I mean, I can tell you, like, just some anecdotal evidence because the Terra Spaces Twitter account posts everything that gets posted on there. So I see a lot of the analytics from that. And the shit that always seems to do the best, I mean, it, it sounds super obvious, like <laughs> putting it into words, but it's like the shit that those communities also amplify like that shit seems to take off way more than like if i post something that like uh ret gang did for example and like ret gang retweets it and then that's it it kind of dies but i'll post something that like like cosmo spaces for example or uh Mineki or whatever and i post that and then they post they retweet it on their account but then also their community comes in and amplifies it further and I, I know it's, it sounds super obvious, but like having the main accounts trigger the, the main signal and then having their communities all do it. And I think enough of us are in enough different communities that like it shouldn't be that hard to rally some fucking some signal leverage, you know? Yeah, I'd say just tag me or or even the IBC gang. Like I will make sure that that I retweet it every single time. I mean, <clears throat> you know. I agree with that. You, you just got to rally behind each other each and every time. 
I also think, to be honest with you, you got to kind of play that cringy game with uh, baiting people with with the title. Uh, so, like, I know you want to get it across and have it recorded and titled Cosmonaut Bootcamp, Interchain Info, Angel Protocol. You got to stick with, like, the things, especially if we're trying to onboard outside, right? Like, the, the main sticking points or trigger titles, like, you know, obviously, if you want to be Cosmonaut, Cosmos Ecosystem or... Like just generic shit to bait them in there, and then they get the gist of it while they're here. But yeah, like this one for example, you could be like Angel Rugs Charities or something, and that would get people in, and then yeah. they would hear like the good message. It's Rage Farming One Hundred and One, basically. Yeah. But I, I think too, like a lot of the curation and the content creation based off of these spaces could go a long way to helping amplify that signal. Each person takes like a section of the space that they thought was interesting and write a thread about it, tag the space, tag the people in it, that shit gets out there and it spreads. And then you get people doing that, but with blog posts, making videos about it, now you're reaching out further into that SEO world. And when people start searching for this shit, just generically, they find their way through. You know, Finn, I think you, I think you also hit it right there. It was really important that rage farming go, like we were just talking about it, right? Like how quick people are to jump on the bad wagon to tell you that you're wrong. Put like baby stuff, like Cosmos, Cosmos ecosystem, dying or like something right and then when they come in here they, it's on them to figure it out but you know yeah just copy don kryptonium's fucking yeah titles <laughs> <laughs> like there you go <laughs> no there is there is an art to it though definitely and it's a hard line to walk with like between being like a legit organic i'm just like doing this because i enjoy it and like trying to custom tailor shit to get maximum engagement you know like more psyops kind of marketing dark shit but you got to play both yeah. sides you know if you're going to get your signal heard especially i mean right now it's not as bad because uh, you know people are fairly quiet right now but there is so much noise when the the bull market's in full swing like it's ridiculous yeah that's true yeah, I think, I definitely... uh, just to wrap up, like between that and then targeting like the big names, anybody with over like 20 to 50 K followers, obviously a lot of that's going to be bots and shit. But that being said, it does amplify the signal further. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Oh, so what's this space about? Well, so this first hour here was just going to be kind of talking about interchain info, um, which is needed because Cosmos is currently on life support. So I guess that'll be the space's title. That's the title. Cosmos ecosystem on life support. There you go. Yep. And then then make sure you put in like the little red siren emojis. People like that shit. (laughs) Or actually, isn't there a uh, like burning house, like a burning? Yeah. Like an injured, yeah. Here we go. We should just like once a month, we'll have like a fucking marketing space, and we'll just like tell people all the shady shit they need to do to get their fucking signal heard. <laughs> we'll we'll constantly just point to a uh, stake like Mo. Be like, just copy this dude. It'll be money. Chauncey, how's it going, man? 
Hey, brother, it's going excellent, excellent. Uh, overwhelming with awesomeness. A uh, lot, a lot. I'm excited to share later, uh, but um, I'm also very excited to dive into interchain info, man. Cool. Now you got me excited. You, you know who I saw uh, doing some good rate enragement enragement farming today is that fucking Juno Bunny business cat. That dude's always like, is fucking Juno under two bucks yet? And now he's like, is Juno under a buck yet? And like, he gets so, so much mad. fucking interaction on his post. But yeah, and I don't even think he is. I think he's just playing it just to, he might have been at first because his project like did shit. But I think now he's just like embraced the joke. But I, I don't know, honestly. I just think it's funny, like how much interaction that cat gets. I feel like your thing of the week is cats, Finn. I feel like in the past week I've heard you refer to many a different group of people and individuals as cats. Some cool cats, some lame cats. Oh yeah, it's Maneki Mint Week, <laughs> the baby. Maneki effect. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> cool. So I guess I guess I'll just dive in a little bit here. Maybe Finn. What what would be helpful if we wanted to trim everything prior to this out so people who maybe tune in can get right to interchange or like a moment of silence? I wouldn't even worry about that, but go ahead and like just reset the space and, and, and kick it. There you can look for that patch of silence on the audio graph. Cool. So... Yeah, as many of you might know already, but hopefully some people tuning in on Terra Spaces or later um, might be here to learn more about uh, Spark IBC wants to, in the long term, um, do a number of different things to help sort of steward the greater interchain towards mass adoption and real emphasis on the greater interchain thing. Like we are primarily motivated by feeling like Cosmos has a lot of talk of being cross-chain and multi-chain and Cosmos is this one thing that's comprised of all these chains working together, but that's not really the reality. It's not the reality for like getting funding for a project. It's not the reality for navigating these different chains, for learning about them. Uh, it's all very fragmented right now. And surprise, we kind of call this the fragmentation problem. And I don't think it's anything to like get discouraged by because I think it's completely natural and like an inherent byproduct of what makes Cosmos great, which is that we are a bunch of totally separate sovereign chains from one another. Um, a lot of grassroots projects and even chains themselves compared to other ecosystems that are more community driven and small. So these issues of how do all these things fit together? How do new users come into the cosmos as one entity and explore it, navigate it, um, interact with it, invest in it, whatever, efficiently and safely? Right now, there's no real good way. Like the only thing somewhat close to what we're building would be the ecosystem page on the cosmos hub. Um, so use that as your sort of starting point as we chat about Interchain Info tonight as, as sort of the, the seed of the idea. But it's a lot more than that. And it's a lot more in depth and community oriented and um, beneficial to everyone from power users to new users onboarding. So, so you know, what's interesting yeah. is like the last time and the last kind of situation I heard the F word 
mentioned so many times, fragmentation was back when Android was first starting to like really take off. And you had all of these different manufacturers putting different ROMs and skins and stuff on top of Android. And you have all of these different versions and it became very fragmented. And I think, you know, you, you obviously were doing different stuff here, but the idea I think is the same. And if you can look back through history and see like, all right, how did Google like reel in that fragmentation problem? How did they, and I mean, obviously you're not gonna copy paste it, but I think there's good ideas there to be found. Just, just kind of an idea to like give people some sort of like reference point or context. I think that's a perfect analogy. Yes. Like we all talk about crypto still being in its infancy, even after, well, I don't know how long has Bitcoin been around now, like 15 years. Um, but it's true. It is still in its infancy because we're comparing it to things that are on very large timescales. And so then you look at Cosmos, this idea of multiple chains interacting, living in harmony, but also being their own thing. It's even newer and in its infancy still. So just like when Android was new and had tons of issues and for developers and users alike, just figuring out how to do something on Android was sometimes a huge pain because your Android would look different than the next person's. And so it's just like how I might do something on Osmosis is going to be very different than how I might do something on Kujira or, you know, any two DEXs or any two NFT platforms, whatever. So I guess with that sort of frame of reference to dive in, Spark wants to help tackle that fragmentation problem from like sort of all aspects. And the first major project we're sort of embarking on and we'll be focusing on for the foreseeable future is Interchain Info. So on our platform, sparkibc.zone, we're currently raising funds for Interchain Info from the community. Uh, but we'll also be applying for grants and asking for community pool funding. What Interchain Info is, is a hub of content, education, tools, uh, and pretty much everything Cosmos related you can think of in one easy to navigate, canonical, and sort of well integrated uh, within itself site. So what I mean by that is, Within Interchain Info, there's sort of three main sections at the moment. The Interchain Index, which is basically a Wikipedia of Cosmos with pages on everything from NFT collections to chains to organizations to educators and content creators. Um, And that's all sort of think Wikipedia, sort of factual, um, community maintained, contributed. Anyone can come in and submit a new page or suggest changes or an update to an existing one, Uh, like third person language, very, you know, like Wikipedia, a nice canonical place where you can learn about whatever. Another section of Interchain Info is the resource hub. So sort of counter to that, this would be the home for aggregating more personal like opinionated content so stuff from youtube articles on medium um audio whether it's podcast twitter spaces whatever audio platforms and sort of bringing this all under one roof so if you just want to let's say learn about what's the new hot thing going around uh astroport let's say you want to learn about astroport normally you might maybe search twitter kind of see what people are posting for links, try and find, maybe go on YouTube, see if there are any good videos there. 
But wouldn't it be phenomenal to just be able to type in Astroport somewhere and have it search Medium, Twitter Spaces, YouTube, Twitch, etc., and just see all your options and be able to pick from whatever looks best to you? So that's sort of the idea with the resource hub. And again, sort of user generated and maintained, people can come and submit articles at any time. for both the index and resources page, just because we are in Web3, people won't be able to update stuff directly. We don't want anyone you know, clicking on any dangerous links or getting uh, inaccurate information to say the least. So Spark IBC will be like monitoring changes and new pages that come in and pushing them through. Um, but we, we're not really going to take too much of an editorial stance. It's really just going to be a basic level of due diligence. Do these links look right? Is the basic info being presented here uh, genuine looking, not spammy, not some pump and dump shit coin, et cetera? Um, and to, to just jump in real quick, yeah, I feel totally. like at a point, because it's connected to wallets, you could start building some sort of uh, like reputation based on contributions made uh, wallet to wallet. And then once you reach like, say, you know, whatever random, uh, number of rep points or whatever spark points, uh, then you can actually start pushing changes yourself. Obviously that would be a pretty high bar to reach, Ooh. but people, I think that reach that point are the ones in the community that you want, you yeah. know, re- like working on this stuff, you know, that's a phenomenal idea. I love that. I feel like that is. I feel like there's a similar system to that in some big existing Web2 company, like maybe even Wikipedia I'm thinking of, but I know there's somewhere where like you can kind of get like a power editor status and bypass a couple more things because you've contributed a certain amount. I love that idea, Finn. That's great. Yeah, it just makes sense. And it takes some of the load off of you guys from having to like, I mean, obviously it'll take a while to get there, but I think once you get there, that would be pretty cool and a a nice way to incentivize bounties and stuff for people to actually do uh, some interaction with it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Cool. Um, And then so the... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to build on on that point because I think that's really cool. Like, so... One of my favorite examples in life, just in general, of of motivation especially, is uh, Wikipedia, which is really, and obviously, you know, very related to what we're talking about here, but it's one of the first real decentralized protocols in a way, um, even though it's a Web 2-based thing. Um, And when you think about it and you look back on the past and you're like, well, how did Wikipedia get so successful? Uh, The thing was, like Britannica and Carta and all the other big encyclopedia companies at the time, they were trying to get online. They had all the resources, all the staff, they were building out their own websites, all the things. But Wikipedia won out, like it's a David and Goliath kind of story, because they amassed an army of people all over the world who were so passionate about the cause that they worked their day jobs and just contributed at night as fun, as like part of their fulfillment of life. And the the hook that made that all work is that power of intrinsic motivation, right? They tapped into really three things. Um, and I, I might have to come back to it now, but basically uh, autonomy, um, people's ability to just do what they want when they want, um, a sense of purpose. So it was like a higher calling, something that they were really eager to pursue just for the the actual like vision of it. Um, and then finally, a sense of mastery, 
So they got to learn new things and get better at things over time. And really that taps so much of like inner fulfillment. So simply capturing that vision, communicating that out to the world and having people contribute for the sake of contributing, because it's just a really fucking cool thing, is actually so much power, more powerful than having some one large, well-resourced, centralized entity. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot to uh, tapping into the, the communi communal mind in that way. That's the idea. That's the idea. I also think something like Wikipedia and eventually Interchain Info as the Interchain itself grows is like almost not even realistic to expect to be able to maintain by like people on a payroll or like from one organization. That's not really how information works. Like it, it sort of grows exponentially in some regards, especially in our case. And a, a fun like just me, for example, like I'm dealing with a very small portion of the content that gets made on this stuff. And like, I can't even keep up with it. And it's one of those weird things that like, the longer I do it, the more content there seems to be. And like yeah. I, the content's always been there, but my longevity in doing it is what I, I, I come across other stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. Another weekly thing. And like over time, it just grows. And yeah, you can't like, it's so hard to keep up. And like, even if you had a team, like for what you guys are trying to do, you're doing that times five because you're doing like all these different aspects of it not just audio media content you know so it, it's definitely got to be something that we can properly incentivize communities to get involved to at least get their projects in there and then it just kind of trickles down from that i think yeah at a base layer before we even involve sort of like passionate community members and the type of people that made wikipedia what it is right now um our hope is to sort of get to a point not soon after launch where projects themselves will just find it in their own best interest to submit their page or keep it updated with updates um, because it's, it's just free marketing, it's free advertising. It's um, well, and eventually you could like write that into the proposal stuff. Like it's just another thing you have to do. Like right now, if you want funding, you have to do the proposal, have it on Commonwealth for a certain amount of time and then have the vote on chain. Like that could just be another step. Like the first step is filling out this form to get your info there and then you continue. Like I, yeah. I could see it becoming that as part of just like key infrastructure. Totally. Yeah. Like if you're building something on secret network and you're going to put up a, a proposal to ask for funds, like one of the stipulations along with Commonwealth is like, okay, have you submitted your info to like your projects info to interchain info? Like, are we going to see it if we yeah. get the secret network section? And it's win-win yeah. because it's more visibility for them and it's more vetting on the side of, of, of the users. You know, you're getting more eyeballs on it. You're a thinker, Finn. I'm a big fan. I'm just the idea guy. I You're get one of my so this is it. Don't let kids, don't let anyone ever tell you smoking weed's bad for your brain. Look at Finn. Fucking ideas left. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm I'm smoking weed right now. Just giving you ideas. Yeah, that's why you got the great ideas. No, I love that too. Um yeah, and then I guess real quick for people maybe listening to this who might be on the edge of their seat uh from earlier. Uh, the third part of the site, so we have the index, the resource hub, and then this is sort of the main one we're raising funds for right now. We're, we're definitely raising funds for the entirety of the site. We'd love to recoup some of our costs so far. 
But the third part is the dashboard. And our team right now is pretty web two focused in their like development skill set. So we will need to like hire on and we already have some awesome candidates lined up who are already helping us do some on-chain stuff and we'll want to work further. But um, the dashboard is going to require more on-chain web three stuff. So we, we really need uh, like funding for that. Whereas the other stuff we're at least able to sort of push through. And the dashboard, hopefully pretty self-explanatory just in the name dashboard. Uh, the goal is it's going to be one page you can go to where you can manage the majority of your stuff in Cosmos. And like for, for anyone whose reaction to hearing that is like, oh, isn't that what Kepler's like wallet dashboard is? It's like, not really. Can I make a swap on Osmosis and Kepler? Can I, can I use Rango? Can I use Hubble tools? Can I... Can I buy an NFT on Stargaze? Like, no, you can just transfer stuff, maybe claim your stake and rewards and vote, which is. I think I, I would okay. like compare it more to like TFM that like their dashboards than Kepler, I think. But yeah, it's like having all of that in one spot. Yeah. Is super deep, especially if it loads fast. Yeah. So like here's I'll, I'll give an example of sort of what I think the beauty of interchain could be. Someone who's brand new. Um, gets shown that site. Someone sends them a link. They says Cosmos has some cool NFTs. Like start start exploring here. They go to our homepage. Uh, they just which is like a search. Our homepage kind of like imagine like Google's homepage. Very basic prompt to search whatever you want. So maybe they'll just type NFTs and. And so what'll come up is you know a list of projects, uh, maybe some platforms. Um, they can narrow it down if they want. They could also go like browse to NFTs manually without searching. And so let's say they find a cool collection, like it just catches their eye visually. So they click on that page. They see, okay, so like wh- where, where do I get this? What is this? Okay. It's on something called Stargaze. Let me, let me click that and go to the Stargaze page. Oh, this is a blockchain. It looks like it's an app chain. In fact, I, I don't know what an app, maybe they know what an app chain is. Maybe they don't. If so, they could go look up that term. Um, but they're like, okay, cool. So like this NFT I might want to get is on Stargaze. Um, so they could then, and we won't have this feature at launch, but earlier on I, I mentioned integrations. And so I would like on the Stargaze page of the index, there to be something that gives you a little sneak peek into dashboard modules. So maybe he does some reading, gets the basics of what Stargaze is. And at the bottom, it's like, start using now. And if you click that, it'll jump you over to a dashboard and it'll automatically add the Stargaze module. And so right there on his dashboard, he can start browsing through uh, things on the Stargaze marketplace. And let's say he ends up finding something that he really likes. It's like, okay, cool. That, 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 that collection I found earlier, I want this one. It seems like a good price. Looks really cool. Um, how the fuck do I get money in here? How do I, how do I actually buy this thing? Like I've only used Ethereum before, let's say. Um, let's just pretend they're not totally new to crypto and they have something somewhere. Well, I guess they, they might need a little help in discovering this, but maybe their intuition would kick in. They'd say, oh, let's see if there's another module on the dashboard that can help me. Or I'll just go back and search. I'll just search like bridges on, on the main index and, and you'll get to where you want to go. Um, but we'll have a module for Rango Exchange, for example. So let's say all you have is some Ethereum. You're just a super basic user. All on one page on the dashboard, after doing a little research, admittedly, and figuring out what these things are, you'd be able to 
send some Ethereum from ETH chain into stars on Stargaze using the simple Rango interface and then using the module right next to it, buy that NFT you were looking at on Stargaze. And, you know, it just kind of like builds from here. That That's just like one example of a user, a very specific user's slightly knowledgeable about crypto, but not at all about Cosmos, but everyone will have their own use case. And that's what really excites me about sort of integration within our site, because a lot of what we will be hosting might sort of exist elsewhere, you know, basic info on what a chain is. You can definitely find that. But it's A, not in a canonical place where you definitely know where to find it. And B, it doesn't necessarily tie into community content about that thing. So when you're on the index page for Stargaze, you know, you'll be able to easily hop over to resources and see articles or videos people have done on Stargaze lately, see dashboard modules that are are related to it or built on Stargaze chain. And just this level of like making all the different things in the inner chain feel more at your fingertips and more like one unified thing that you can fluidly explore and play with all, all with like less fragmentation. I think it all comes back to like cosmos being fragmented and it causing a real massive problem for like mass adoption, especially of normies. And, I and think it's too, kind of cosmos like, to be on life support. <laughs> you know how, how wiki does it really well, where in the article you're reading and you'll come across a term or something. And it's, it's also a link, but it takes you to another article within wiki. Like I think using that and just daisy chaining all of these different pieces that you need to do the one thing you're trying to do, right? Like in your example, getting an nft off stargaze like in that explanation you just mentioned like and you'll have to swap and now here are the swaps and it takes you to a link that's page about swaps and it tells you what the swaps are and which ones there are links take you there but it's all right there on the piece that they're reading right like they don't have to go far because i i feel like once they go off site then you've lost them uh, and you'll have to wait till they they come back again but if yeah. the longer you can keep them on site and keep circling them to different pieces of it, uh, I think that would be awesome. You could have like your TFM and osmosis and whatever there to connect to, uh, and then they could easily do whatever it is they need to. And on each page, there's a thing that's like, oh yeah, and hey, give a portion of your, of your swap to uh, these angel charities, and that takes you to the angel marketplace and all that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be a crucial part of it. Um, from my understanding, and I'm pretty sure most people in here know I'm not a dev myself. I luckily have a team of awesome devs, but so I'm a little bit ignorant in some of these things. But as far as doing that sort of auto linking, where like if someone were to type in the name of an existing page in another article, so let's say someone submits a page for their new NFT collection. Somewhere in that description, they're going to put that they're on Stargaze. Um, having that detect that like, oh, that word is the name of another page. Let's auto link over to it. Is actually like pretty expensive because each one is a query. And so we're using like a custom search engine where you pay by the query. 
So yeah, that's no, just I like, assume that would be done by like the editors and shit or whoever's actually publishing the posts. Like you just put in all the pertinent hyperlinks and, and call it good. I mean, that's what I do on, on Terra Spaces. Totally. Like each post, I just like manually like copy paste everybody's links and dump them in there. And I'm sure there is a way to do it automated, but it also kind of helps me like keep up on who's talking about what projects and all that shit. So. No, to totally. Actually, yeah, just like manually assigning and making those links when people submit articles um, is awesome. But I, I feel like long term, we don't want to rely on people doing that. Some people won't. They'll be lazy. They might also link to some off site page that's not interchain. And then just like you said, it's kind of taking them away from the site and just hoping that they return for some reason. Um, well, you do sort of want to trap users within like your offerings that's a general rule of thumb for web design yeah um, I, I would almost go so far as to just put like osmosis juno so i put all that shit in an iframe and just embed that shit right there on the site like you don't even gotta leave <laughs> wait what do you am i not no, describing the kidding. dashboard well <laughs> because that's no, no, i think I, what I, you I just totally said just, is i was just kidding yeah okay gotcha gotcha i was like wait am i really flopping here but yeah basically like what finn said so a lot of your favorite tools chains dapps whatever imagine like a sort of smaller iframed portable modular version of them um and you can kind of arrange a grid of these things on your dashboard that suits your needs so you know let's say every couple of days you claim some staking wards on evmos you dca into a couple osmo pools you claim some rewards elsewhere whatever do some nft shopping you know you can pick the modules for these things and make that your like custom dashboard so whenever you return you have all your frequent uh, D apps and chains that you patronize right at your fingertips. Yeah. So I guess before before we go on a little bit more, I want to talk about like um, or next I want to talk about like funding and the campaign and some of our plans in that regard going forward. But before that, um, does anyone up here on stage or down in the audience want to just ask? or any clarity on anything, like just about what we want to accomplish with Interchain, how we want to do it, uh, what roles we're sort of filling in the ecosystem, that sort of stuff. Um, how will Joe Chain be involved in Interchain? Mm. <laughs> um, Joe Chain itself probably won't be like too related to Interchain, except it'll have a page. Um, the Joe NFTs, bro, bro, bro. I will probably th think of ways for the rest of my days to integrate and bring like some level of utility to those. There's already a couple cool things in the works. Um, but sorry, Chauncey, what the people Chauncey, they want. what Chauncey, what he meant to give say, yeah, that, yeah, go, yeah, sorry, what, I had a cough there. <laughs> what he meant to say is that Joe Chain will be the canary chain for new and upcoming devs to practice their magic on without worrying about dumping anybody's personal liquidity uh, or whatnot. And it will also be a huge part of the marketing branch of Interchain Info. As you can see, uh, the Joes have invaded many different ecosystems and communities by joeifying their leaders yep. cult or otherwise and uh yeah that that's what uh what my friend here meant to say yes and that's what i was just about to say uh, finn just beat me to it 
Um, but he is actually totally right. That is, I don't know how much of your question was serious, Chauncey. It is like a chain that I think is going to be maintained for the near future as a canary chain where people can just test stuff and do do stuff without fear of breaking anything where real money is involved. So it's actually super cool. It's the most up-to-date chain in the cosmos right now, as far as all of its various like components and features being the newest version. And it's cool shit. Cool. So, okay, so I guess next, um, I want to, like, pick, I guess the people on stage here, Tank, Chauncey, and Finn, Chad, you too, if you want anyone else who wants to come up, pick your brains on sort of um, our plans for going about funding. So there's a couple things. Obviously, the campaign is going right now in Spark IBC. Anyone can go and donate. We would really encourage you to do so. We genuinely believe that, like, us succeeding is everybody's cosmos investments rising in the long term um, and just the, the ecosystem maturing and getting to a better place. But outside of, you know, like private patronage, uh, we're also going to be applying for grants. I should probably pull up that list. I'll do that in a second. We can go through some of those, but from uh, a good amount of like cosmos centric entities, you know, whether that's the osmosis grant, program um the icf we we've actually been talking with them for a little bit they might support us through delegations and or a grant um and also community pool uh funds and proposals so i guess i want to start with community pool funds so our rough idea at the moment and obviously there's nothing on commonwealth or on chain yet and so that's because we're we're still at sort of figuring out exactly how we want to approach this um but the rough idea is we want to submit a relatively low ask for um, a lot of the major chains. So something like ten or $20,000 worth of uh, whatever their native token is. And so whatever that amount is, the idea is it's going to be split with, let's say, 50% of it. Right now, I'm, I'm kind of going with a 50-50 model, but that might change as well. 50% goes towards the campaign as like a, a normal donation to be used alongside all other funds. Um, and we are like updating spark right now to allow us to, uh, what's the word attribute, uh, donations from off chain entities, uh, for the leaderboard and get spark points and such. So let's say the osmosis community pool, uh, was going to vote. Yes. Give us, let's say $20,000 worth of Osmo. Um, they would now have an entry on the leaderboard uh, under a new tab that we'll be we'll be making for the osmosis community where they have like 20,000 spark points um but half of that so half of those funds are going to go towards the campaign as all other funds are but then another half is going to be reserved for incentivizing content specific to that chain so again details still withholding something in the rough realm of you know you submit some existing piece of con like let's stick with the osmosis example if a user wants to come in and submit a new video to the resource hub that is about osmosis then maybe they'll get like five bucks like if it's just a copy paste not someone making a new video but they're like oh cool you know i just noticed these CETO videos or whoever about osmosis aren't on interchain. Like, let me get those in there. Um, 
And then there'd be sort of different uh, details and payout tiers. So like if someone wanted to make new content exclusive, write up an article just to release on Interchain, that might be a bit of like a higher payout. Um, this goes for index resources, um, just basically taking some of the funds that various communities give us and reserving them specifically for fleshing out those communities content across the site. Um, I, I know I, I think that's kind huge. of a lot of like that's yeah, that, that's a big point to focus on, I think, as far as like when you do go and and drop these proposals, because what you're saying is you're you're taking half of that and basically giving the community a way to get it back in their own pockets and help build the the ecosystem up by having all of this content put out there and like i like doing the the, i like what you said about the the lower ask for stuff that's just already out there because that does it's enough i think to encourage people to like go do some curation uh, on their own right and like grab a bunch of videos from a bunch of people they follow on a certain topic and and bring it in because hey they they're gonna make like 10 or 20 bucks or whatever and the content's already out there like i I think that's a really great way to to encourage uh interaction cool i'm glad to hear you say that yeah because obviously it's a very interesting time with asking for community pool funds um and just sort of building stuff and funding in general sort of across the whole industry and bear but i i think it's you know getting the details hammered down for i know that's something people will sort of press on you know if i were to have released this idea as i just described it on commonwealth there'd probably be a lot of we need more details blah 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 more numbers etc but i I'm I'm glad to hear you say that thing because I think the general concept here is is really strong. It both encourages, it both helps us get general purpose funding from the places it rightfully should be coming from the ch- the community pools of the various chains that we're trying to uplift and support. Um, but then, yeah, a portion of it is going back to, in theory, their own community members for doing something productive and helpful. Yeah, go for it, Tank. So I love the idea. I love the effort of a chain agnostic third party um, source to pull from. And I agree with you. Uh, I think this would should be a no brainer for most, if not all protocols and chains uh, alike. Uh, my question to you, though, is have you thought uh, of what you will do or the approach that you will take um, if let's just say, you know, you get. Uh, acceptance from three or four different major chains, let's say Osmo, Evos, uh, excuse me for my kids, Cosmos, uh, but let's just say secret, like for whatever reason, and their community doesn't, doesn't agree with funding. Uh, will, will they still be treated fairly? Like what, what is, what is your game plan for that? Oh yeah. 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 I think a crucial part of what we're doing. I mean, one of the things people value about Wikipedia on the surface, it obviously can have its problems, is that it's it's unbiased, right? And so that's one of our top priorities. Um, you know, and I, like, I, I think, I, I, I think I they would. kind of shoot themselves in the foot a bit, right? Like, we don't have to, nor should we or would we, treat them any differently or worse. They're already kind of causing that. They're, they're going to have less articles. They're going to have less videos, less index pages, because they aren't participating in the program. Um, 
Also, for people who were tuned in earlier, I mentioned one of our potential future revenue streams, which is something kind of like sponsored pages, um, where whether we're just like wanting to, well, probably we wouldn't make decision on whether our community and we want to support a smaller project or a larger project wants to come in and pay for like a certain spot. It would be something where, let's say you search um, or you go to the DEXs category. Right now, it's just ordered alphabetically. So something like Osmosis isn't even on the front page, even though it's like the DEX of the Cosmos. So our featured program would let us push certain stuff up to the top of these lists um, and also charge for that ability. We might do something like for these first set of proposals we pass, um, it'll like come with a featured slot. So like if, if the Osmosis community approves it, the Osmosis page will will get featured status for X amount of time. If the secret community doesn't, then they don't get uh, content incentivized and they don't get that featured slot. However, they could always, whether it's the foundation or the community, come to us another time and say, hey, we, we actually would like that featured spot. Like we want we want secret up there. Um, yeah, basically yeah. any project that doesn't pay up, we send them to Rect V and the FUD campaign. And then they get fudded until they pay up. <laughs> no, I like fudded into submission. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Say uncle. Say it. I'm, I'm uh, thinking I deal with though. that on, a, on Terra Spaces a bit. And really, like, what I end up doing is just having people in their communities will be like, hey, will you, will you archive this one? And, like, I'm not going to turn people away and tell them no so like if if their communities come up and like ask if somebody asks as long as it's not like an everyday thing like i'll i'll do it but uh yeah, yeah it's hard it's hard to like to like not show favoritism when like some of these cats are, are pitching in like you know 10k and others are just totally not well i only just noticed chubby baby came up here just to pin a bunch of spam I know. <laughs> Bunch of chill. I was wondering if you were notice that. <laughs> Get out of here. We've come to expect that from Bitcoin Maxis. It's okay. We still love Chubbs. Is that the one you guys suspected wreck news? Chubby baby? Is that what I heard earlier? We are all wreck news, sir. <laughs> um, okay, so let me hit you guys with uh, another question in this realm. So one thing I've been toying with is should the ask be the same for every chain or should it be in some way weighted to either their community pool value or their total market cap or something like that? Like meaning, you know, question, the, like, bigger from osmosis than Chihuahua, for example, you know, and I know, I know, uh, Chepe could speak to this better than I could, but I know, like, when you go by TVL and stuff, it, it may, like, it looks like a nice, easy metric, but, like, when you really dig down into it, it doesn't really, like, uh, like, show the true worth of, of a project or, or what yeah. it could be. So I, I, I don't, it, I would almost say, like, for the first round or two, I would just go flat fee across the board just to see. Yeah who kicks in and who doesn't. And then you kind of know like where to focus your, your attention on, you know, yeah, after I, that. I agree. and then you can Flat start custom tailoring it to, yeah. 
And it's a pretty low ask. Like if 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 a chain's TVL is so small that a, a 20k ask from their community pool is like an issue just for the size amount, then there's probably bigger problems. <laughs> Seth, yeah, and it, it, it pop up though. It it really tells you a lot about the chain and who runs it and and how they kind of are like the amount that they're willing to support various community projects and stuff especially if they have a large you know war chest and it's like wow you're you're not supporting spark ibc like you guys are fucking loaded like Like, okay that's why that's why it might be interesting because like let's take injective protocol as an example they're not super community oriented they don't have the best like the community doesn't look on them as fondly as some other chains. Um, but I've talked with them about Interchain a bit. They really like what we're doing. They've actually spent time and effort like making sure that the various projects on Injective had submitted their stuff. Like, How interesting would it be when the campaign's over to look at the leaderboard and be like, you know, Injective, among others, donated to this campaign where Osmosis didn't. Or, or and then these being the communities in this voice, like in this, in what am I trying to say? Yeah, in this example. No, um, it's very telling. Like I've said that a few times that like you you can tell a lot about somebody how they treat their wait staff and how they tip and stuff. And like we're basically you know as content creators and and whatever we're we're like wait staff, you know. And the people that tip us, like you can tell, like the difference in character between them and the people that are just like oh whatever. You know, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, um, the Spark platform is kind of already serving that plot purpose because I know of quite a few like Juno-oriented people, even who are like somewhat big players who are were very in support of what we were doing all along, and I don't see their name anywhere on the leaderboard. It's just like you know, it's interesting. What's going on, Seppi? Hey guys, um, yeah, this like judging projects and stuff by tvl stuff like finn said because like for example um like after terra crash like we were trying to figure out like there was a methodology created to sort of like uh distribute emergency allocation funds as an example so like astroport had a high tvl so they got like an outsized amount um arguably that was because they got the most wrecked in that instance uh, this is a little bit different um or like but how do you value like a coin hall which was like a, a you know kind of a site that you had like a bunch of charts and things like that or how did you know because they don't have native tvl necessarily um how do you um attract attention to say for example a blockchain explorer or something like that which might take work and provides a lot of value and utility but like there's no tvl there or something like that so yeah it's kind of tricky um on the other hand it's like when you make it um such that like if you don't have a minimum amount of money then it's like anyone can afford to be at the top of the leaderboards then that becomes sort of these type of things become sort of meaningless on the other hand if you have um it too expensive obviously it becomes like only the richest can play um so yeah, it's like no matter what you do, you're going to create a different set of problems. There's really no, um, yeah, like there's no clean monetary solution to this sort of thing, really. 
Yeah. I, this is not that I've not that I've seen. I think this is just we just say that this is this is how the AI told us to do it. So if you don't like it, you know, take it up with the AI. Dude, my entire grant proposals and community props are going to be written by Chat GPT. Just wait. <laughs> Did you call it Chad GPT? Chad. Awesome. Oh, I thought you said Chad. Although GPT. honestly, you know what? It is a kind of, <laughs> it is a fucking Chad. <laughs> it's um, the crypto version. It's dope. Yeah. Okay. So, like, Sefi, what would your reaction be? when a proposal comes across Lunk and New Terra in the next month or so for Interchain Info funding. Let's say it's $20,000 worth. Pretty low ask, all, all things considered. Let's say you weren't like a part of this space, you didn't really know what was going on, you just read the general gist of like, oh, building an information hub, trying to unify the cosmos, make onboarding easier. Half this money is going to go towards flushing out your chain's content on the site. What would your gut reaction be? Mm, no, with veto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, on Ter- I think on uh, Terra, where you have a lot more um, sort of like savvy uh, users of uh, crypto, in a sense, uh, and if you assume that the people remaining are even more savvy. I think it would probably go down okay. Um, on the other hand, in the Luna Classic side, it's like, I don't know, like they have a hard time figuring out what to spend money on, just generally speaking. So it's like... Um, I feel like they have a hard time figuring out how to breathe air sometimes, but... Uh, that's another yeah. story. But it is interesting because we've seen a lot of uh, community props recently ranging from what, like a few hundred thousand on, on the low end to, I think, no, on the Terra. Okay. Uh, from like three hundred thousand, I think maybe on the low end to like oh, I think a million on the high end. Uh, I think TFM uh, with their latest one, and like it, it's really interesting the ones that pass and the ones that don't because it doesn't really seem like there's any rhyme or reason to it. It it, it almost seems like it's just kind of whichever validators go. Like the vote's pretty much just done by the validators at that point because they have so much weight. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to see just because of how close knit that community is. If like a, an outside source from, you know, Cosmos came in and was like, hey, we want to do, you know, put you guys on this on this directory thing. Someone coming in saying, hey, I'm not an outside source from Cosmos. You're in Cosmos with the rest of us. <laughs> Let's make I it. Yeah, these votes, I think these votes are like, who the fuck is this too. guy? I think these votes are kind of momentum based. So it's like if there's a variety of people that recognize the name involved somehow or not, yes. it's like people just like, all right, I'll click yes, whatever. They're yeah. around and like they're building shit and whatever. Um, and then uh, not only that, but like once the vote gets to a certain size, it just keeps going because like people use other people's yeses as a consensus mechanism to be like, oh, yeah, I don't have to research this because other people said yes. So I'll say yes, too. Everyone does this. So it's yeah. like, either either we're right or we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like a game here. A game theory would be like you would want some large validators. Um, you'd want to have talks with like some large validators and message them first and almost preemptively say, hey, do I have your vote secure? This is how like they do it in like government shit. Like they, they go and actually find out if they have enough yeah. consensus to win the vote before they start passing and try to post the law. 
And then if they find that they don't have enough consensus, then they can hear some criticism for individuals. And they're like, hey, what would, I, what would this price need to be to get your vote? That kind of thing, right? And um, that way you sort of preemptively um, like craft the thing that you know can pass, which is, I think, the way to go. And, like, and that's like done even before it hits Commonwealth for discussion at all. Right, like exactly. You're already in <laughs> these DMs and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you basically just go straight to the voters, essentially, and the vast majority of voters are not the general public. They're the validators. So um, a few major validators that vote no, and it's like it's going to automatically like attract other no votes. So you know that already. And that's kind of my thing. It's cool. It's all in the open. You can just hop on station and look at the recent ones that have passed or have been rejected and see who's voting and how they're voting and then you can kind of make your list up of who you want to talk to first and and kind of see how it goes alternatively knowing the terror community i could probably put the proposal up with literally no details about what it's for and if i could just get doquan to tweet a link to it with the word yes i'd probably be golden there's another thing too there's a little bit of social consensus involved as well it's almost like um, I tell people that are like interviewing for big, uh, jobs or big schools or things like that, the same advice. And that is like, if, if the people at that institution that you want a position in, or you're trying to vie for know you personally, for some reason, they, you're no longer like a number on a page or just a prop proposal number. Um, if they f like know you because they've interacted with you for some reason, the probability they're going to vote yes dramatically goes up. Yeah. So if you are um, intermittently talking to some validators and things like that, and uh, they know you're a good player in the in the ecosystem, they're like, yeah, fuck it, here's twenty thousand dollars or whatever it is. Like, they're much yeah. more likely to click yes, right, with other people's money. Um, <laughs> like, which I, is I, good. I like to think I couldn't agree more, and I like to think that that's maybe like our strongest asset at the moment actually like not just for Terra, but across the board like i've been spending the past months on end talking to people from all sorts of projects teams validators um usually like asking them if they want to submit info for interchain but also just getting them aware of it um joella from coin hall like helped me out so much she put me in touch with like 30 different Terra projects that are now you know aware of interchain info and more or less on board so yeah, I, what you said could not be true, or Safi. It, it, yeah, there's... it's also like if you get those same validators to like that you talk to, uh, if you have a few tweets and things that um, can be like uh, retweeted by them as well, that helps too. Like, um, yep. TFM has been sort of like grooming me for like I don't know <laughs> past six months or something. <laughs> like you know, they'll send me every time there's some sort of thing that they want to pass out. They'll send it, they'll DM me the, you know, the tweet or something. I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll pass it on if it seems reasonable. Um, but yeah, like there's an element of consensus generation that happens in um, social media tools and you just have to use those to the best of your ability. And I think it's funny when people say, like, dislike those kinds of things, because on the one hand, it's like, well, what's DeFi? Like, you know, like it's decentralized communication. On the other hand, it's like, like, you're supposed to communicate only on the forum or only on the proposal, but then people say, wait, there was no discussion beforehand or like, you know, so you get into the cyclical argument. And I think at the end of the day, you play the game um, the best you can to win over for the proposal you're trying to put through. And that's the end of it. It's just straight politics. Man. Yeah. It's like simple as that. 
Oh, it is. It's the same with a validator. Like before you even put that thing up, make sure you have enough delegation secured to get you into the active set. Like same game. Tank, definitely go ahead. Been a patient man. No, all good. Uh, so I might be getting ahead of myself with this discussion, but uh, I, I kind of curious about your feelings uh, about putting up proposals right now with what's going on with Prop eighty nine. Uh, do you is this deterring you, or do you think that you're going to push it forward? Uh, before you answer, I think you should push it forward now. I think this is a good time to do so. Um, but I'm kind of curious as to like what your feelings are about the current situation and if you are going to be pushing it forward towards Cosmos and all these other chains uh, with what's going on uh, being discussed right now in, in that proposal. Yeah. Kind of like I mentioned earlier, like I I wasn't too phased. I felt like between the magnitude of what we're doing the relatively low ask size and it not really being comparable to prop 89 at all. I hadn't really conflated the two or thought about it much. Um, but my partner at spark did bring it up as an issue earlier today, at least in the general sense of like, yeah, we're not asking for anything, you know, similar to what they are or our offer isn't the same either, but um, maybe it's just not like a great time to be asking for proposals or asking for community pool funds. And I've been chewing on that because um, I think that he made some good points during that. But I think I am more with you, Tank. Like, I, I don't know. I'm obviously a bit blinded by this whole thing because I'm so close to it and building it. But I do have a bit of feeling like, you know, if this our, our ask is so reasonable and what whatever it ends up being and what we're offering so massive and crucial that like if it were to flop across the board i'd almost maybe throw my hands up at cosmos if it were to flop on just a couple chains which is probably what would happen be like okay they're loss um like i think yeah i kind of think we're at a point where like this needs to happen it's important we have this stuff built so like why wait let's let's put ourselves out there let's ask for the money let's have a treasury finally to play with and do even cooler stuff yeah, I, th- I think I understand. I totally understand <clears throat> where you're getting at. And to kind of go into Steffi's point, right, uh, about a social consensus, like the right now, I think the biggest fear that I would have, because I think this is extremely beneficial, is that the community in a whole, uh, because as I'm looking at property nine right now, right, it's pretty much split almost even. It's 27.67 yes, 27.73 no with a large amount uh, abstaining at 44.12%. That's um, crazy and, close, and, by the way. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's crazy it's close. Super, yeah, and it's, but like, you know, it's, it, there's a lot to what, Seth, and you guys are discussing where it's like, you know, if that taste just gets into people's mouths about spending community funds, like the next one that pops up might just get rejected or might not be taken well, if not communicated uh, proactively before it goes up. So I would just encourage you because I do think, I would love, and I really hope that this actually does get supported across the board. Uh, and if I can help and anybody else, I encourage you guys to be very proactive in getting your message across to the greater cosmos. Um, because I think obviously that is our best chance, like communication, 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 uh, proactive communication, of course, uh, above all. But yeah, I just want to stress that to you, man. I, I know you're you're actively thinking about it, and but I just want to say, you know, I'll back it and, and I hope that you're pushing forward i think it's a good time to do it and if you uh if you give a quick scroll through the the audience here i mean 
good representation of the cosmos, you know, between all of the different chains and, and whatnot. So, I mean, you're definitely getting yeah. the message out there. Yeah, I like to think we're... I've always sort of kept myself multi-chain in my interests. Like, I've never become a full-on, you know, Juno Nod or Terra. Like, even back in the day, I was very... One of the few people that was very much Cosmo and Terra before the collapse. Um, and I, I do like to think that's going to, like, pay off a bit now. I have friends on all chains. I have people who know what we're doing. Organizations of you know, had on interviews, blah, blah, blah. Um, and exactly what you said, Finn, like just the standard audience in one of our Twitter spaces is usually a pretty good uh, display of like the, the greater cosmos. Yeah, Wabi, go ahead. Hey, man. Good to see a cosmos space up here. Been an enthusiast for a number of years now. I always see Sefi uh, in these spaces. So thought I might jump in and say what's up. You know, he's a very knowledgeable individual and really in touch with the community. So uh, I decided to join this space and make myself acquainted with you guys. I always like uh, being more informed about things that I'm passionate about, uh, especially when it comes to uh, crypto and Web3, because the space is so expansive now that it's very hard to keep up with everything, you know, and I think um, these spaces definitely help onboard uh, more users, which is what we want, you know. So uh, thank you for having me up and thank you for hosting these spaces, man. It's really, it's really beautiful uh, to see. And I wanted to, sh I wanted to, you know, show some appreciation uh, to you guys. And, um, you know, thanks, I, I, thanks I, for the shout out, but actually like Spark IBC, um, which is Timmy's project here, uh, is the whole point of it is to actually make it much, much easier to discover new things in the cosmos. That's the whole like ethos behind the site and then connecting all the different like chain information so that people can have a repository to go to, to discover things. So yeah, you might want to follow Spark and like what they're doing. Um, I've, I've thrown some Juno on their validator on the Juno chain to support that and, uh, and all of that. So yeah, check it out. It's cool. Thanks brother. I, I, I just, uh, I just sent them a, a follow that, that was, that was really cool, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys a lot. Um, I do what I can, uh, for, 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 for Cosmos. Um, I'll be talking, uh, Neutron tomorrow and I'm, I'm excited for that um i know you guys sometimes talk to the developers from uh from cosmos i know that i know there was oh, yeah. one guy pardon i said oh yeah all the time yeah i, I know Sefi hosted a space uh, a couple of months back i think his name was jack uh zamani something something like okay. that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. him him Okay, well, there's Zachy, and then there's also Jack Zamplin. Oh, gosh. I combined both names. I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's Dumb awesome, man. though, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Don't Please don't make that a meme. Zachy Zamplin. That's the new. That, is that, is that going to be the new Joe? That's the, <laughs> the, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, the Zamani, the Zach Zamani chain, dude. But um, yeah, yeah but man. Wabi, like, really appreciate that. Um, definitely, like, come around more, pop into more like Cosmos spaces. I've always been 
like back before the Luna crash, I was very much trying to egg Luna people. I was like, guys, come check out what else is going on here. It's pretty cool. Um, and I don't know if you were here in the beginning of the space, but if you want just like a quick overview of what Interchain Info is and how we're accomplishing the things that Sefi just pointed out, uh, just check out the pinned tweet above. There's a link there or just go to sparkibc.zone. And if you scroll down, you'll see all the details and info for Interchain. Um, yeah, that no, should get you up to speed. No problem, dude. Um, I, I'm doing my part uh, to grow uh, the community. Uh, I recently acquired a position at a crypto um, crypto media financial company. And one of the first things that I'm going to do is um, uh, introduce a Neutron uh, to our community and uh, really um, give Cosmos uh, a spotlight uh, in, in our community. And, um, you know, sometimes in our spaces, we can have anywhere from like uh, three to 400 people, but on our smaller spaces, which is the ones that I do, can comprise of something like 90 to a little over 100. Um, but, you know, despite that, I think as long as we start getting eyes uh, to broader communities in, in the cosmos, I think something beautiful can be done uh, for the next cycle. And we can further uh, innovate like we did uh, for the last cycle. Uh, I've been in the cosmos uh, pretty much um, since like the ICO, dude. And um, I remember how excited I was when uh, the token generation event happened. Uh, although I did wait uh, a couple of quarters after. And, um, you know, 2020, I, I remember having a, a majority of my stack uh, in Atom. And, uh, and then, of course, slowly into Luna and Rune. And I remember the initial excitement um, from uh from from the team um you know that started juno and of course can't forget the stargaze the the star the stargate update i remember just spamming that uh across my community and you know i absolutely love uh, the interfaces across all the cosmos whether it's store chain or or uh you know the, the gravity decks uh, i think it's called amaris uh correct me if i'm wrong yeah that that was a thing yeah and yep. um i think also uh sif chain I, I i know like they're they're not really impactful yeah, no. but yeah they're not really impactful they're dead anymore. to me yeah yeah but um you know i'm 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 still grateful that some eyes have um been shifted over to this new tech and it's not just oh let's fork ethereum you know yeah. oh you know <laughs> so um, I'm really excited to be here, man. Thank you for for welcoming me, welcoming me uh, into uh, the community. Um, I do my best to participate in these uh, Cosmos-based spaces and really expand upon uh, the knowledge that I know and sort of relay that back uh, into my my inner circle. You know, it all starts with the word of mouth. So I appreciate you, man. Yep, yep. Dude, thank you so much. I think it's funny too. I think this is the first time I've ever heard you be serious. I usually just see you in like coaches' spaces, kind of trolling and fucking around. <laughs> oh, um, dude, dude, let me make one thing clear. Please, let me make one thing clear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, and, and Ryan, Ryan is testament to this. I see Ryan lying down here. Uh, when it comes to myself, um. You know, I am a the I am a theater kid. I do come from an acting background, 
That and, um, yeah, when, when I'm on coach, when I'm on coaches spaces, Steffi can tell you, I have an absolute blast. I oh, always, <laughs> I always love seeing the coach. I always love seeing Steffi. <laughs> they're like, they're, they're like, they're like brothers, you know, or maybe Steffi is like coach's uncle or something. You know, I, I love it. I love the show. It's uh coach Bruce and, uh, you know, his brother's zero X ears. And uh, then Steffi <laughs> and the other guys, I absolutely love to go there and unwind and just, you know, have a good time and, and do like the role playing stuff. And I love it. it. It's absolutely essential to the space. So, you know, I love, I love going on those spaces and kind of unwinding from, it is you know, funny. I feel like you guys have all gamified and, and memeified web three. Or something crypto related <laughs> more than any actual Web three game or like NFT project has. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like socialfy, right? In a way, yeah. in a way, guys like uh, the coach and Sefi, they're adding social capital onto these products. And given that you know market conditions are what they are, and we are in a bear trend, um, you know, as people in the community, we have to add any sort of value that we can, and that's what I call social capital right and Dude, especially in the cosmos like what, yeah. people, what people aren't realizing we wrote this somewhere recently is like people are always asking where is this in the cosmos where's that why don't you guys have this set up and our answer has always been like because like the community will set that up we don't want like one one company running everything like we have a different philosophy for most of this than you know say luna does um but then the question is like who's doing it and so, like, here we are. We're we're taking the reins. We're like, this is something Cosmos needs. Let's fucking do it. And that's the thing. And that's the thing uh, with with Luna, right? Like, despite whatever happened, happened. And like, I don't mean to throw salt in anyone's wounds or anything. I'm just talking about it from from a, from a strict observation perspective, and also someone who was deeply involved, right? Terra. I'm, still- I'm actually not knocking it, to be honest. Like, I think that. I think V2 is going to come back, to be honest, like with Gusto. That, that, that's just that's just personal. Uh, my, yeah, my, I, I will be honest. I partly from getting so wrecked was have been very hesitant about Luna since the collapse and like haven't done anything with Terra 2. But after spending 40 minutes talking with Do Kwon the other day, how was that, dude? That is. Oh, he was far more insightful, engaged, and like passionate about actually giving me advice and insight than any like Cosmos developer I've talked to. And see, like, despite what's happened, you know, um, the social capital that remains within the crypto and Web3 ecosystem is, you know, there's something to be said about that. And it's a lot harder to retain social capital than than it is actual capital because actual capital will will eventually leave to another to another asset class but as you attract more social capital that capital will eventually put in like capital to be put to use and so like during during uh the summertime i mean if if you look at uh at the viewership from the coaches spaces you had hundreds of people in there right and you know the one thing that people need to do is speak to people as if they were like human you know and like trolling does have a time and place but like if you like call call someone like oh that was so stupid oh that was so ignorant it's actually like this like the chain actually does like does that right 
that that's not really like the nicest way to yeah. to approach people, you know, cuz not constructive either. Yeah. yeah. Cuz cuz like at the end of at the end of the day, you want to put one step forward in onboarding like, you know, the next 10 million users uh onto your chain, right? You don't want to be focusing on like what that chain and what this chain is doing, you know. When I go inside these Cosmo spaces, I don't hear anyone, you know, <laughs> talking about Tezos, right? Or, or talking about like some chain that doesn't really have activity anymore, like Neo or IOTA, right? Oh, Neo. Like, oh, my Neo. Yeah. yeah. My hand or, shares. <laughs> my hand shares. Or, or if you want to even uh, throw it back a bit more, you can look at things that never kicked off, like Chain, right? And, you know, the one, things, the one thing that like the communities had lacked is focusing on their own chain if you look at a winning horse the winning horse does not look side to side the winning horse looks straight on ahead so you know with 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 that being said like you know the the overall uh ethos that i've noticed um from from uh from the cosmos development and its broader community when it pertains to seeing activity on things like twitter and youtube i know there's uh this one guy that's really good his name is crypto cito when you see guys like that like they're just pushing content pushing content uh going on spaces when they can posting um posting things that add value uh to, to what they work in there's there's something to be said about that you know they're focused on them and that's that, that that's that's just how you win you know um one thing that i've noticed in the spare market is that there are actual quote-unquote reply guys from cosmos and that's one thing that you didn't see in the bull market you know so yeah. um that's that that's that that's one thing that um is very so, very remarkable to me and i don't i don't thing, mean that in any offense by the way no not at all one thing uh, so actually, first off, I see Mike, you popped up here. I want to let you go. And then we're going to pivot to um, Angel Protocol stuff with Chauncey. But real quickly, just to touch on something Wabi said, I think the last part about Interchain Info I maybe haven't um, kind of touched on is there's a reason like we picked the name Interchain Info and not maybe like Cosmos Info or something like that. Um, and it's what you mentioned about like Thorchain and us all talking about Terra right here. Like when I think of going to see the cosmos all in one place at the moment, I think about like maybe map of zones or mint scan. Um, neither of those have Thorchain on them. Neither of them have Terra two, I don't think, or Lunk. Um, and like hate it or love it, they don't have finance chain either or Polygon or other things built on the cosmos SDK. Um, and I think that's a mistake. I think that's an oversight. I think obviously eventually everyone's going to be enabling IBC. Um, but so that's something else interchain is tackling is we are aiming for the broader interchain, not just cosmos. So, you know, we have pages on Thorchain. We have pages on, um, we don't have pages on many Binance smart chain projects cause there aren't any good ones, but the chain itself built on cosmos tech, we got a page for it. Um, and I think that's sort of an important thing to note because the cosmos and the interchain are not one in the same um and they're going to be growing kind of at different rates but mike thanks for so being so patient thanks for popping up yeah yeah thank you definitely appreciate these um joined one a couple months ago with sethi and little gans and really changed the direction we were headed and you know two months later looking at it going wow you know what a great insightful 
space that I happened to bump into on a Friday night. I think it was months ago. And um, some of you have already heard, so I don't want to bore everybody. But coming into Cosmos or IBC, the way I look at it, just like you guys were saying, as a new chain coming from EOS and WAX, it's almost impossible to navigate, right? Because your head's down working on code, you're working on deliverables. And there's influential people and there's chains and everyone's going different directions. And I know for people who've been in the chain in Cosmos for a while, it all seems like everyone's paddling the same direction, I think, because people all seem to be in sync. And But if you're coming into this new, and new I'm talking like almost a year ago, it's very difficult to find the waypoints, right? I mean, from a chain perspective. And um, unless you're going to be at the Cosmoverses and, and, and do all of the activities, which is kind of hard to do sometimes, um, it's really hard to get attention, right? And so, like I mentioned, two months ago, you guys changed the direction, Sefi especially. He spent some time uh, going through some very important details. And now two months later, we have some very good validators we're launching our, our chain, I think, officially tonight. You know, we have our test net been running for six months, validators for the last couple months. And now we're about to go to mainnet, probably within once the validators move over to the new chain, we'll go main. But nobody knows about us and nobody really probably has much information. And so I think what you're doing is invaluable. I just went to the website and took a look at it. And man, it'd be great to be listed there. And I know there's chain struggling and there's lots of issues. I know we don't have any live IBC token, of course. But we do have a business that I'm getting, in fact, I got knocked off a minute ago because I made calls from customers because we run very large e-commerce, right? And I know Sethi's heard this, a lot of people have heard this. We're, we've got the, the Newsweek food side of the year that's doing, I mean, tremendous volume right now and breaking records. And so I've got one foot in a world that's actually crushing, you know, with revenue and money and transactions and lots of new customers and business. And I got another one that seems like it's hard to know who's going to be around tomorrow and where the funding is and all of that, right? So for me, it's very difficult to navigate because I'm build, we're building a solution for e-commerce, which we're heavily involved in, in a dynamic that is kind of difficult to figure out you know, what the next step is. And there's no, there's no fault. It's actually part and parcel to the way any type of secular kind of business is run, right? It, it just is this way. And so what you offer... From just the parts of the, just from the spaces I've joined, and also from what I'm seeing from your site, maybe we'll let new chains like ours kind of just relax a little bit, right? Because we can take a step back and focus in on on delivery and what we got to do, and hand over some of the other kind of waypoint um, strategic parts of it to to what you're going to offer, what you are offering, and have been doing with these spaces. And so, um, you know, I don't know exactly how we can engage or how we can help and all that, but it definitely is, feels like a very good value for someone like us. And, um, you know, I'm open to help where I can and, you know, see what we can do. So um, I don't speak for all chains. I don't speak for anybody really, except for just, you know, loyal and the project that we're kind of bringing to, um, to Cosmos now. And I think the point about Cosmos versus IBC is very, very important for people like us, right? We don't know if other chains want to build pools with us. We don't know if we're just going to end up being our own chain, kind of like uh, you yep. know, like a DYDX or a BN. It's not our intention. We're trying to be part you of Cosmos. Came, but yeah. You came mainly for the SDK and like the blockchain capabilities, right? No doubt. We came from Wax and yeah. EOS, and we built we built the rewards program on Wax and EOS and a payment method, and we already deployed that in the reptile industry. 
but it doesn't scale. It doesn't, it, we can't do anything with that. It's pretty much just a, a dead end, but we learned a lot. And coming over here, exactly, we come for the SDK, the Tendermint Ignite, for the, the framework already built that we can put our solution on top of. Um, and yeah, exactly what it is. And we don't necessarily care, right? We aren't, we aren't putting a stake in the ground saying all these chains have to connect to us. And we, like, we're not trying to evangelize that part of it, even though we probably should. We're just, because we don't want to, and I, I don't know if I should even say this out loud, but, you know, I've got a lot of revenue and business coming from Web2, from e-commerce. I cannot afford to put them in jeopardy. So, and I, I'm saying this honestly, like I'm not trying to knock anybody or put any down, but it gets a little nervous when you think about who you want to build pools with and how you want to connect your revenue base for, you know, your whole company like I've got. So being a little bit standalone, even though it may not make as much money, it may not be as valuable, is a little bit, feels a little safer doing a USDC or a DYDX or something like that. But then right. again, I, I, but then again, it's hard for me. I'm, I'm, I'm on the shoulders of all the great people in Cosmos. And I don't take that lightly. I, I, I really feel well, like I have I'll, an obligation to I'll, I'll just say in a very general sense, I don't know if this applies to you because I'm not sure your exact model. Um, but I think people need to get out of that. Builders need to get out of the headspace of treating every token the same. Not every token needs to be one that's in liquidity pools. Not every token needs to be one that, um, you know, like just in a very broad sense, like I'm not sure exactly how your token's used, but it might not make sense for it to be liquidity paired with anything other than a stable coin. And maybe not even that, like, I don't know what your model is. That doesn't mean that the project is any less Cosmos. Um, it just means your specific use case might have it designed one way. Like the only token we have in our system is a soul bound token that you get for donation. So it's like not even a token, really. It's a point system on chain. We're just using tokens to facilitate that. Um, but in general, I guess I'd like to add that like your, your project L'Oreal is actually one of like the most perfect examples, uh, that we could have run into tonight of what I think interchain info will be here to help right now. Much of cosmos knows each other. Most of the chains are spun up by people who are, are friends with people on other chains or who were related to the team back in the day. But very quickly, we're going to start seeing more and more app chains spring up that are maybe pre-existing companies or net new ideas that um, don't don't like aside from you hopping in these spaces. Right. How would other cosmonauts find out about loyal chain um, or what is, is it called? Loyal chain, loyal rewards. Yeah. Um, and so an answer in future here will be interchain info. Like you guys are built on the Cosmos SDK. There's no like permission to be asked. Um, definitely just shoot me a message um, here on the Spark IBC account, and we can uh, we can definitely get you a page for your chain on Interchain. Um, yeah. And it's a small step, but it is infinitely better than nothing. Which is what most projects are faced with when they first come into the Cosmos, and they're like, "Where do we even start?" <laughs> yeah, I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I definitely will. Return the favor as we can. And, um, you know, I definitely believe that what you're doing is, as, we, as you just described it, you know, it, it's giving a path for those of us who aren't tied in. And, you know, you apply for grants and you do all the work and spend a lot of effort and you don't even hear back. Like, no, and I'm not knocking anybody, everyone's busy. 
but it seems like it goes to the people who've already been known. And look, I don't know if I would do anything different. Like there's rug pull people, there's people coming in from from other places that may have bad intentions, right? So you got to be careful who you're giving funds to and who you're, you know, you got to have some trust there. So by no means is this, is this anything, I mean, people are doing what they have to do. And most people in this space learn from the mistakes and from the errors and from what didn't work last time, right? And for good or bad, that makes you make decisions in the future that could curtail. And your point about different chains or different models is super important because all these like rules are coming down are supposed to be this way, that way. And they don't all apply. And so, you know, the concept of Cosmos or even IVC in general, that you have experiments, so to speak, or you have the ability to actually innovate in different ways and not all just one way. If we all go one way, we all do the same way, and some bug comes in or something happens, it's detrimental to Cosmos. So the intentions are good, and everyone's learned from, you know, trial and error, which is the way it has to be for anything new. But the ability to be kind of just take a deep breath and say, okay, well, working with you guys and just saying, here's how we're doing it and here's how we're, what our approach is, uh, I think that's very freeing from what we've been seeing in, in general. And again, it's not a knock on anybody, it's just, just the reality. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I appreciate you just taking the first step and like participating and joining these spaces. I think I was in the original one on my main account. Tenderman Timmy or Tender Joe back when. Oh, that's, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're in every, you're in all of them, man. I can, yeah, you're, I'm around. You're, you're in every single one of them. Yeah. You're definitely, <laughs> you're definitely, everyone uh, I go into, you're in there. So I appreciate that. Got to market while you can. Yeah. I'll just throw them up like while I'm working during the day or doing whatever, kind of like a podcast. But, but you said the Spark IBC one is the best one to reach you at for this, for my message there. Um, Or my main account. Yeah. Tenderman Timmy. Tim, I know. Yeah, I definitely know that one more than this yeah. one. But yeah. Definitely. No worries. Also. But anyway, thank you. I'll, I'll go quiet now. Appreciate it. Cool. Definitely appreciate it. Always feel free to chime in whenever I have in the spaces. Um, Absolutely. Wabi, I see your hand, but we were supposed to start chatting angel stuff like 20 minutes ago. Hey, um, it's it all good. Like it's, don't have to rush. Okay, cool. We can definitely go past the top of the hour too, Chan, so no worries. Um, but Wabi, if you want to jump in with a quick thing, feel free. Oh, uh, no problem, dude. Uh, it can wait because it, it was it was about to go through uh, an entire an entire topic of conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I I guess I guess um, we'll we save it. For, yeah, yeah. For like uh, another another uh, spaces um, or something, man. So I rem- I remember um, I remember Chauncey. I think uh, he was a, a part of Terra, man. I remember I remember yeah. all the guys from. Uh, from Terra, I I remember Angel as well. I think um they had they had they had worked alongside a Pylon protocol, and um yeah, good good to be here with. I, I remember Angel protocol was one of the things that originally convinced me to trust and get into Luna, because I was like, okay, this all makes so much sense and seems too good to be true that there must be some weird catch. I don't know if I trust it. And so then slowly through hearing how it worked more, listening to people like Sefi. But then I think a straw that broke camel's back was learning about Angel and being like, okay, you know what? Even if this is a flawed system in some way, which it never claimed to be perfect, and that flaw that was acknowledged is the thing that killed it eventually. Um, 
it's a real thing with like real impactful stuff going on and people trying to do real world shit. I'm in. I think that's a compliment, but it also sounds kind of like an indictment. So (laughs) no, it's a total compliment where, where I was like, okay, you know what? Regardless of any other factors, there's cool shit, real shit that makes a difference in the world being built on this chain. I'm in. That that was sort of my point. <laughs> I love it, man. I love yeah. it. Um, and just before we get into to anything else, I mean, King Wabi, I you know, you seem like a really cool dude. I I just want to warn you, right? Um, things get back to Coach Wrangler. He he's got ears everywhere, uh, and if he hears you talking about his spaces as role playing, um, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, I don't want to break into you, but he is everything he has ever claimed to be. So oh, no. Over- you're fucked. Um, all the things- it's all true. None of it's role playing. Oh man! <laughs> oh gosh! Turns out you're the larper, and you alone, Wobby. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, dude. Uh, that was great, Chauncey. <laughs> Jeez, dude. It's like the, the one thing um, that I kind of uh, messed around with. It, it, it's kind of like an inside joke uh, that I that I that I've uh, made. But, um, you know, when it when it comes uh, to Lunk, you know, like the Lunk Dao, I kind of think of it like the lore of the Lunkness monster. Right. It's this ever growing creature that just goes across the cosmos and it grows with its atoms and neutrons expanding, expanding more and more. And uh, as it's as, as the osmosis of the Lunkness monster uh procreates uh with 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 uh with the kujiri with, with the kujira protons and uh and with and, every comment about his wrist with about bruce's wrist diameter lunk grows yes, stronger yes the the, the <laughs> lore of the lunkness monster uh grows stronger and stronger and it gets to a point where like everybody is just completely lunked out of their minds you know and uh, you know, for the next for the next uh, couple of years, I think um, if people stick around, uh, you'll feel a bit lunky. You know, it's not lucky. It's it's lunky. You know, like, you know, that song that goes like I'm not going to sing. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's it's that song that goes like uh, we're out to get lucky. Instead of that, it's like we're out to get lunky. So uh, <laughs> just a uh, 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 a heartwarming meme of sorts and um yeah to further expand on like the whole you know me messing around on on the spaces like i think i think when, when it pertains uh to being in this asset class you have to have a little bit of everything there's a time to be serious and uh expand on your knowledge but there's also some some downtime right and depending on who you interact with um, you treat everybody appropriately, you know, like if someone is coming at you in a mean and derogatory way, well, you know, act accordingly and cut off contact with that person. And if someone is really playful with you, then respond how you see accordingly. And um, yeah, man, like, like there, there's a simple thing called the, the mute button and the follow button. Use that to, to uh, your own discretion. and. Um, I remember, I remember last year, like, 
telegram was 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 pretty big and now like all the telegram groups are are kind of dead same thing with discord and it's 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 kind of sad you know and i think there has to be a more like humane element to this like check up on your fellow on your fellow brother and sister you know not 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 to turn this into like a weenie hut junior space but um you know definitely be mindful (laughs) with the way you interact uh, with people in the space right there Weenie Hut Junior space. <laughs> Are you gonna say a sentimental, a soppy space? Anything? Yeah, yeah. Like we don't, we, like we don't want to encourage that, right? Like we're all grown men here. Um, just saying, like, like be. I'm not be, so sure. Be, about <laughs> dude, so when it comes to the Spark IBC profile, um, Tenderment, your Tenderment, Timmy, you said. Yeah. Yes, sir. We've interacted a few times past couple of weeks on that account. I, I I forget, dude. I forget. I'll I'll, I'll be honest. Um, whenever I do go into the more like, I guess casual spaces outside of uh, crypto specific ones, everything that occurs in that space five minutes after that, it goes out one ear and out the other until someone brings up an interaction that I've had with them. But like, I, I get in a completely different state of mind. And, uh, I remember back when I was in a group with Ryan, I was going by a different name and I had no idea. Can I tell you something that will be a very helpful tip for the rest of your life? Tell me you're going to be a crazy old person if you don't work to cover it. Because I love you already. Wait, you wait, 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 talk wait, and talk wait, you, talk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. King Wabi, King Wabi, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Lunk Dow just joined. I told you this shit happens. You <laughs> oh, shit. Look at that. Look at that. This is what happens when you talk, oh, no. talk and talk. <laughs> Look at that. It's like the bat signal was put up somewhere. <laughs> The the the, the, the tale thing. the tale of the lunkness monster, dude. There's all sorts of CEOs in there, dude. A humble man, the successful man, Lil Brucey, uh, Avatar Bajonjo, Susie. I miss Susie. so many, <laughs> dude. So many CEOs, dude. So many CEOs. You know, but uh, you know, I won't say anything else. Uh, <laughs> the ceos will only grow over time but yeah i guess without oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all, right. all right we have to i'm sorry johncy but i we, think we some disciplining to. yeah some Coach disciplining maybe in order we have to give him a voice now after he's been slandered so horrendously. <laughs> <laughs> hello coach Hey everyone, what's up? Uh, what's up? Coach? Fifty different CEOs messaged me to tell me that Wabby's been talking some shit. Won't deny, <laughs> Coach. We, we tried to keep him in line, Coach. We tried to keep him in line. Chauncey gave him chances. Chauncey threw him a lifeline. Go gentle. He he seems like a good guy. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wabby, look here, bro. Wabby. You're going to need to explain yourself at this stage. Okay. All right. Look here. Look here, Bo. Um, I did not say anything bad. All I said was that, you know, I enjoy 
going into the spaces that you've held to kind of, you know, um, let loose and join in on the improv and um, participate in the theatric improv. The improv. Wow. Wait, so double uh, down. First, it's role <laughs> yeah, see, that's not computing. So it's all a joke to you. Wow. It's all a joke. Everything we built over the last eight months is a joke to you. Is that it? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying I enjoy. You got to backpedal that mansplaining a little bit more. Mm. <sighs> okay, Wally, wait. Here, okay, hold on. Take a deep breath. Compose yourself <laughs> and explain. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Look, as the 1,069th CEO of LunkDAO, I enjoy going into the hold spaces. On. I want to. I want to hold are... a. I want to hold a decentralized vote for all the CEOs here. Who votes to remove King Wabby as a CEO? Thumbs up if you vote to remove him. Guys, guys, don't do this. Guys, don't do this. Sephine vouching for you. <sighs> uh, Timmy's trying to change his vote when he started with a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm playing. Dang. I'm playing flip the coin. Uh, at least, at least Jim is is vouching for me. Ooh, we. I think uh, Ryan Ryan counts as like at least three or four votes, right? I see him throwing a thumbs up. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what happened, man, but. Um, I remember, I remember like he, he said like, oh, we have interacted before and you had a different name and it took me a while to realize, but, um, yeah, man, I guess like every avenue of, of social interaction across, across all these reddits, um, you know, wait, Bobby, I'm curious, does it instantly jog your memory? If I just tell you I'm the Joe guy. No, you're not the Joe guy because the Joe guy has has like a Brooklyn accent, you know. I, I, no, I I'm saw... not. I'm not Joe. <laughs> okay, never mind. Guess not. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I uh, I, I really don't. I really don't remember, dude. Um, and even 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 from 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 the coach spaces, there's only a handful of uh of things that have really like like wow i remember having that conversation or something because I, I i just go into this spiral of joy where i'm just in the moment right and some moments stick more uh than others but i think the main thing <clears throat> is to like you know if someone were to ask you like oh like how how uh how are you treated when you're in the in in the space with coach bruce you know i would say well you know he welcomes me like a brother I appreciate him. You know, I've sent him, um, you know, thanks dude. Uh, you know, you're, 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 you're a kind individual, things like that. Uh, I tagged him, um, in an FF tweet, you know, I'm like, shout out to my crypto fam. I tagged him and, and Sefi. Um, I feel a little bit, sick. I think they, this is all, a little bit this is all I feel, I'll be honest here. Wabby. I feel a little bit sick after every space I do. I will spend hours and hours collating and archiving and synthesizing information so I can distill it in the spaces to everyone. And for you to say you remember absolutely nothing, no information at all, that is a stab in the heart. Hold on, coach. Hold on, Bo. Look, look here. Um, I remember a few things, right? 
Uh, but off the top of my head, I what can't then? remember. Why, why don't ever. you tell us? Why don't you tell us ten things you remember? Okay, <clears throat> I remember uh, when uh, you were talking in about medical order. Oh, in alphabet. Well, let's see. That's difficult, dude. I'm gonna fail. All right, fine. Just regular. Okay. Um, I know sometimes uh, he he talks in a in a in a whispering voice because he's falling asleep. Um, and then when he tells us his tales about being a, an ex-professional world champion powerlifter and the captains of Crush, and also uh, the tale about his childhood hero, Terry Hollins, uh, absolutely crushing uh, his heart. So also, what you, what uh, the you is your brain only pays attention when it's topics you already know about. <laughs> that does sound like what you just said. Hey, hold on, hold on. Speaking about that, I remember when the coach Wabi. Uh, every time you say "hold on," whatever follows digs the hole deeper. I'm noticing a trend. <laughs> the hesitation there. A true friend, a true appreciated, a true person who wanted the best for the whole cosmos would not be acting like this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on here. Um, so where I was getting at is, look, and in previous space you had mentioned. Look here, Wabi. There's going to be five rules and five rules only. Uh, no talking about uh, food or what we had for breakfast. Uh, number two, absolutely no mention of any powerlifters or strongmen. Uh, <laughs> rule number three, absolutely no singing. Uh, rule number four, no talking about ogre chain. And um, number five, zero talking about your physical capabilities or how big and massive you are you can't go going around in this space seeing how much of a big man you are or how big your hands are or how you can close a number two on the captains of crush you know so wabi's memory is pretty good man <laughs> got I remember, the rules down perfect Jesus. I, re I remember i remember like you know the things that uh, my brain recollects that's all i can really say but um yeah also he refers to do kwan as as lord do kwan and um he described this scenario where like do kwan is going to be like this massive giant as as uh as uh one luna equals 100 dollars, and um yeah also the music that he enjoys listening to it's very like church like me melodic music am, i'm kind of hoping that chauncey um is enjoying this because uh we totally hijacked his uh <laughs> angel protocol discussion i am i am fucking loving it yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> um, I, I i just hope that coach hasn't been tipped off that king wabi was actually starting to sing in this space earlier because that's obviously against one of the rules i, I mean he didn't touch himself i know what i, I want to say I don't know what Wabi is talking about, but I deny all of these allegations and we're going to deal with this accordingly. Hold on, coach. Dude, Thank as, you. as the 1,000th and 69 CEO of Lunk Dow, you know, you got to back me up on this, Bo. You were just fired. You know, <laughs> what? I'm decentralized. There has to be some sort of like community vote, you know? Yes, coach voted, and you're fired. <laughs> but um, yeah, I also, I also, I also um, remember uh, a few, a few other things. 
uh, as well, but that that pertains uh, to other things that I that I'm not freely uh, to discuss here. Wabi, are there any psychedelics or narcotics that are part of your daily routine? Mm. Is there an explanation for the memory? Hmm. I don't know, but maybe we can get in contact. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can get in contact with uh with my fellow psychiatrist Zero X Ears. You know, I've been a client of his for for over a year now. So perhaps I was really hoping I was going to come online one morning and Ears's profile picture was just going to be a single pixel neck like all the way up to the top of the profile picture when he was doing the neck growing thing i was i was waiting for it oh we we had we had uh someone from the thorchain community down here as a listener uh not chad barraford but chad thor you do something like that so thorchain is based we also have compostable intern in the audience. A cool, cool group tonight. Yeah, but all these spaces uh, are are recorded. So, um, whatever the coach has said about denying the allegations, it's not true, Bo. It's not true. So, I think I think uh, I think I should be promoted outside of CEO. Promoted outside of CEO? That sounds like you're trying to usurp LunkDAO as your own and and try and and issue some sort of totalitarian control. And I know you were joking before, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea about Bruce. Um, he didn't vote unilaterally. Uh, all of the CEOs communicate telepathically together. Um, so there, there is no single voting here. Uh, the decentralized entity is stronger than ever. Of course, when I said Bruce voted, I simply meant he, he led up the telepathic CEO vote. Certainly, certainly. What's going on, Compostable? Sir, I just joined. Um, I love the spaces, <laughs> by the way. You guys are really funny, but I just joined to say that it's composable, not compostable. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, why are we even saying that? I literally know that, too. <laughs> right. Wait, can we take a vote though? Because I mean, compostable is pretty funny. Um, a compostable. <laughs> no, no, no. What? That's not even. I'm gonna stop this right now. No, this is like, this is blasphemy. It's composable. Yeah. Okay, wait. Think about it. It was a purposeful pun. The room has gone to shit. And we're working to compost, compost it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Composable though, you guys are the ones working on connecting IBC stuff like Cosmos with Polkadot, right? Everywhere, yeah. Not just Polkadot, but like Polkadot. I mean, we're starting with Kasama and Q1, but um, Nepal call that's like very close to fruition as well. Um, looking at Polygon, BNB chain, even uh, Aptos. E 2.0. I mean, the list just goes on. Anywhere that can be IBC'd, we're going there because, I mean, trusted bridges are just not the one. But it's just like, it's a sustainable solution, 
but it's going to take a lot of time. Like in five years time, people can be using trusted bridges for the next five years. But in five years time, if your chain has IBC, your developer has to be an idiot to not use it. So it's just the, the prophecy will be revealed soon. IBC everywhere. Blessed be its name. It's like the Lunkness monster, dude. I got to come up with something. IBC, you know, like I IBC. Like said, I feel like you've said Lunkness monster like five times tonight, and I'm already sick of hearing it. Okay, we'll give we'll give it a break. Maybe like the IBC superhero. I think that'll be, that'll be <laughs> great. The IBC superhero. Yeah, yeah, man. Honestly, there should have been a bad kids like a one of one that was like a crudely drawn transformer and the name's just something childish like that. Yeah, I think I think uh I'm gonna edit my 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 PFP <clears throat> and maybe put in like the Adam the Adam symbol in the background and kinda have like a superhero cape and have like little planets uh from the various projects. Uh, in the background, so it's like you know King Wabi, the IBC superhero across all chains, and maybe Coach is like the Lunkness monster, or like the Buddha, the, the Buddha of the cosmos. You know, there, there can be like some sort of lore, and potentially, potentially, I'm saying potentially, there can be like an NFT collection based on all this lore. You know. And maybe even like a digital magazine or a webtoon. And maybe as like the user scrolls through the webtoon, you can have like the coach's voice implemented into it. And maybe some of uh, the more the the other recognizable voices across these spaces, you know, they can also kind of have like a subtitle read voiceover as uh, the user navigates through it. Just throwing out some ideas, you know, because. I think Web3 uh, should include some uh, some community individuals um, that take part in these spaces. And I think it can help uh, spread the word about the cosmos and onboard um, the more casual users of uh, this space. Just an idea. This is actually how the Bible started. So, um, I mean, the religion of Lunkdao shall live on and live strong. <laughs> It's, by the way, you got the scriptures, Coach. Did Lunkdow have scriptures? I feel like you could <clears throat> get to write scriptures. Do you guys have a scripture? We're we're writing a scripture in the present by what we're doing. Our life is our message. Beautiful. By the way. Compostable. You're very. Why? Sorry, um, it's not just IBC that we're taking. We're also they're taking um, Cosmosm to Polkadot as well. So, oh, yeah. So we had to like build our own Cosmosm VM out of scratch because it was originally built for Cosmos Change. So like half of it was in Go, half of it was in Rust. So we had to build it completely in Rust. Um, but yeah, that that was a, another challenge that we had to do. And with Cosmosm, we're taking like we're taking it to so many levels ahead. Uh, we just started a new 
smart contract interface. Um, and there's a lot more ideas down the line where you could possibly deploy your a VM in a smart contract. So imagine if you're on near protocol, you could deploy a contract that can call your Cosmos and VM. It's we have we have more information coming out in the next few weeks, but uh, yeah, I mean what Ethan Frey done with Cosmosm and the Confure team was it's it, it will be <laughs> actually something you guys should know about in particular because it seems like you're kind of doing some cool cutting edge stuff is if you need like a non testnet like a real chain in Cosmos to test some stuff with, do your first IBC transfers or just do something kind of more edgy and risky. We kind of have a Kusama now in Cosmos. We have like a canary chain, literally called Joe Chain. And it's the most up-to-date chain in the Cosmos. So like the newest version of Cosmosm, IBC, Token Factory, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it's like a real chain, not mainnet, but it it doesn't have any value. There's no value to the token on it. It's just sort of for canary chain and meme stuff. So if you guys need something like that, that that's an actual thing. And I can give you more info if that's at all interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, on the IVC side, we've already like created a call of around 30 plus Cosmos chains. So we're going to be doing testnet to testnet stuff with them. Um, for Cosmosm stuff, if you just go to tools.xcvm.dev, so we've created our own interface where, I mean, anybody can just upload their smart contract, a Cosmosm smart contract onto the browser and test any functionality without the need for a blockchain. So like you could do Cosmosm IBC stuff on this browser. So let's say you upload a contract, which is, I don't know, a, a cross-chain swap between Juno and Osmosis. So you could test that contract on the browser, like without the need for a blockchain. And in the future, of course, we plan to take this even further where you could test it between different VMs as well. So that would be with the XCVM. But yeah, I, I don't want to show too much, but that's about it. I hope. But yeah, I will message you about Joe. Sounds very interesting. I mean, cool. Well, I I was gonna pivot to Chauncey. I I see that hand. What what do we think, Chauncey? <laughs> uh, I I don't mind taking the ball at this point if you don't mind, King Wabi. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to, and you know, um. We have this uh, locked for good governance proposal up on Juno. I just want to give a little background first and then kind of dive into the proposal a little bit. Um, a lot of you are familiar with Angel Protocol. Uh, we did indeed start on Terra, um, survived all of that, uh, have relaunched on Juno now. Um, and what we do is we help uh, change makers around the world fundraise, uh, coordinate those funds, and invest them for growth. Uh, so we started with nonprofits and endowments, uh, onboarded over 165 NGOs, raised over $6 million uh, in donations. 
uh, and I've been able to fund a number of campaigns around the world, uh, things like disaster relief in the Philippines, rebuilding homes and schools and boats, uh, and delivering food and water, um, and really just trying to bring uh, a lot of the power of this space and have it uh, generate good in the real world. Um, and really, when uh, when people talk, one second, sorry, okay. Um, when people talk about like what's the purpose of Web three, uh, I the fields of philanthropy and and impact financing um, are really ripe for disruption. Uh, there's a lot of opaque processes that cause loss loss of trust and then jaded donors and investors. Um, there's a lot of middlemen who extract fees who are very predatory. Uh, so the ability to to disintermediate that whole process with Web3, uh, provide immediate transaction times, um, it really does change the game. Uh, and with Angel Protocol, we try and focus on uh, emerging markets, smaller charities and organizations that really need the support to, to help level the playing field. Uh, like if you are a farmer in uh, Ghana and you have an in innovative business idea, it's really hard to get capital flow to impact. Uh, similar if you're an NGO somewhere in the world, uh, one in nine NGOs, um, on, only one in nine NGOs have access to endowments, uh, yet the majority of nonprofits actually have less than 30 days of operating reserves. So when over $650 billion a year is being donated, yet the majority of organizations are on the brink of insolvency, there's something systemically wrong. Um, so with Angel, we really try and be a infrastructure improvement for philanthropy and impact financing. We want anyone to be able to use our platform. Uh, so we charge no setup fees. Uh, we take no cut of incoming donations. Uh, and this makes it really easy to bring organizations that might otherwise distrust the space uh, in uh, to try it out and see all the benefits it can provide. Um, and really starting with onboarding traditional organizations, but we also want to pioneer more of a digital first type of social impact organization. Um, and so that's where uh, we are, our angel impact funds come in. And that really allows any change maker to set up the organization with advanced out tooling, uh, fundraise from our marketplace, uh, whether that's crowdfunding or impact investment with, uh, with return expectations. Um, and then actually invest those funds for growth through a variety of uh, multi-chain yield integrations. And um, we really think this can change the game. So we've been very excited about this. We've already had a lot of success with the nonprofit endowment model. Uh, looking forward to expanding that out. Um, but one of the most exciting things about Angel has been the community, uh, the overall crypto community around us. Uh, and that's really embodied by the Angel Alliance, which is uh, a federation of over 100 different um, businesses, ranging from L1 ecosystems and protocols to NFT projects and validators uh, that have all joined a giving pledge. Uh, they either commit a portion of their revenue over to charity through Angel Protocol, uh, or they integrate charity into their product or service offering in some way. Um, so with that, uh, we developed a program called the Locked for Good program. Uh, and this is really where it connects back in with the Juno proposal. So the Locked for Good program uh, is a, a program designed to align incentives where in the real world, quote unquote, you have all kinds of corporate social responsibility initiatives. 
Uh, almost every business in the world has some way that they give back to either the broader world or their local communities. Uh, in the crypto world, we don't really have that concept so much. Uh, and it's actually inherently difficult because most protocols and ecosystems, their treasuries are largely denominated in their own native token. Um, so you have this uh, this Shibu Inu problem. Uh, if anyone remembers when a bunch of Shibu Inu was donated to Vitalik, uh, he sold it all um, for charity. And while it's great that that money went to charity, uh, it also really hurt that community and their token price. So it disincentivized, it showed the misalignment of incentives or, uh, between wanting to generate social impact and wanting to protect your community. So with Locked for Good, uh, the commitment is to accept native token donations, uh, lock them up permanently, actually compound that principle and grow it over time. Uh, while taking some of the yield from either the staking or LP position uh, and actually sending that to charities on Angel Protocol. So the Juno proposal here is really for the overall Juno ecosystem to join that Locked for Good program. Um, the ask is for Juno to be staked to uh, Angel Protocol's charitable validator. Uh, the staked uh, Juno, uh, we would harvest the commission from that. And we would compound 25% of it back into the validator staking. Uh, we would send the other 75% on to charity. So we ran the numbers on this. Um, the overall sell pressure from harvesting that uh, equates to less than a tenth of 1% of the total uh, volume for Juno. So um, there would be no actual price impact. The market could very easily absorb uh, whatever small sell pressure is created. Uh, and meanwhile, the Juno Community Fund actually retains the entire principle of that stake uh, and grows it over time because we are compounding the position. Um, so within the proposal, uh, we would have it be so the Juno community continues to um, own those funds within the community fund. There's no need to donate them to Angel Protocol. Um, and in this way, it's really contingent on uh, this being considered a success by the community. Um, if after a couple of months, we feel like it's not generating the type of positive publicity and pulling in the right kinds of people into Juno by, by imbuing the sense of purpose, um, that can always be unstaked. Um, but really, I feel like it's a win-win-win across the board. Um, it grows the Juno Community Fund. It doesn't create any real sell pressure. Uh, and it actually creates positive good in the world. Um, and so, I mean, more than anything, I think it's just the right thing to do. Uh, but beyond that, I really feel like it can help Juno stand out um, as a chain that really cares about the overall world. Uh, and I know that's embodied by a lot of the kind of core team that was behind Juno. Um, so I think that kind of sticking our, our flag in the sand there, um, leaning into these types of social impact initiatives, giving back to the world, uh, it's more important now than ever um, in the eyes of regulators, in the eyes of public, um, in our efforts to restore trust in in this beautiful system that we all have helped create together. Um, so yeah, uh, happy to address any questions around it, uh, but um, the proposal has been up for a little over a week. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback and support from uh, different champions within the community. And uh, yeah, eager for- uh, On Commonwealth, to be clear. It's not on yeah. chain. Yeah, correct. It's not on chain yet. So yeah. I, it will be going on. So pinned above, actually, if you swipe one to the left for the newest pin, um, that'll link you to the Commonwealth. Pretty sure, right? Yep. Cool. Okay, so 
I guess two things real quick. I want to like summarize and then two, I want to talk on, I think like the only potential hesitancy or argument point here. So quick summary, you're asking for um, some funds from the Juno community pool to be staked with your own validator such that a hundred percent of their rewards, including like validator commission, which would just be at a hundred percent. Um, is used as part of a program where 25% is compounded back in ultimately into the community pool because you're just borrowing these funds for staking. They're still owned by the community. And then the other 75% of those staking rewards goes to charity. Is that obviously a trend down, but is that, did I get it? Perfect. Cool. So I think like personally, the, the only thing I can see that would even be a hesitation here or a thing to like dive a little further on is the the sell pressure obviously because juno's price has been tanking everything's been doing pretty poorly until just you know day or two ago and who knows how long that'll last um and so you mentioned some like figures there like some fraction of a percent or something but let's just like touch on those a little more detailed because i think that would probably be the thing that would get most people hung up I know I'm for this, but I would like to kind of like dive on that more. So A, can you say those figures again? And then B, what what time frame are they in? Like let's just yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so so some pertinent figures here. Um and this was about a week ago, so the numbers have shifted slightly in the market, but you know, not too significantly. Um so Juno is a hundred and sixteen million dollar market cap. Uh, and the total sell pressure from the position would be about fifteen thousand a month. Uh, that was based on a price of a dollar eighty, uh, staking returns of forty percent, uh, and having twenty five percent compounded back in the position. So basically, you take the price of Juno, um, you multiply it by the amount of Juno uh, being requested for stake, uh, you multiply that by the forty percent staking return. Uh, you multiply again by the 75% that would actually be harvested for sale. Um, and that's where you land on the 15000 a month. Uh, so then looking at the overall trading volume of Juno, uh, Juno is trading at about $607,000 worth of volume in a day. Um, so our emissions on a daily basis, if you prorate 15000 a month, uh, is actually $500 a day. Uh, so that $500 a day against $607,000 of daily volume being traded uh, would be easily absorbed by the market. Uh, and that's where the less than one-tenth of 1% number comes in. Cool. And then the number again is, is it, how much, how much do you know? 340000 so based on the so we did it based on the uh, Kujira amount. This was based on Kevin Garrison's recommendation, actually, on the last Twitter Spaces we had that we talked about this. Um, so what I did was I took the amount that Kujira had committed to locked for good from their side. Mm. I multiplied it by the market cap. So Juno is twice the market cap of Kujira. Um, so that's actually seven hundred seventy thousand. Um, and so for $770,000 worth of Juno, uh, divided by current today price of 150, uh, when this went on chain, it would, uh, be a request for 513,000 Juno. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, 
So I guess real quick, I think you mentioned this earlier, but I'll echo if anybody wants to come up, ask any questions, participate in the discussion, that's definitely the point of the space tonight. Feel free to do that. Anyone up on stage who wants to weigh in? I know you guys aren't huge Juno people. Um, actually, Sefi, are you you're not really that involved in Juno, right? Didn't you just get a bag when you staked with Spark like that was your first or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm the least knowledgeable. Okay. I was just curious. Appreciate the stake, though. Um, okay, cool. So what what specifically happens with the, the 75%? So it goes to charity through what means? I would assume 100% of it is going to be cashed out. That's what you're assuming in your figures, right? Because Juno isn't helpful to any of these charities um because to again sort of to echo you're targeting people that aren't people and donation platforms and charities uh, ngos that are not at all crypto savvy may not even really know how it works and they're just able to tap into your platform and your tools to reap some benefit from it without having to go down that rabbit hole themselves Correct. So we will have the option for charities to actually hold crypto and whatever type they want. Uh, and they each have their own multi-sig um, wallet uh, when they register on Angel Protocol. Uh, one key thing about that that I did want to note is um, we are very much Web3 purists. Uh, we are non-custodial. Uh, every organization on Angel Protocol sets up their own wallet. Uh, they then substantiate their own endowment through our smart contracts. Uh, once they do that, uh, we give them uh, native multi-sig functionality to safely manage their funds. Uh, but the thing here, right, is when we migrated over to Juno, all of the organizations, the 165 charities we had onboarded on Terra, every one of them has now created a Juno wallet. Um, and uh, another about uh, 35 charities since then. Uh, we just broke 200 recently. So uh, those are all organizations that have onboarded onto Juno. Um, and now they're getting a taste of what Web3 can do. And so the money that's harvested from the position uh, will be donated to charities on Angel Protocol. Uh, and I think that what we'd want to do with this type of thing is make sure that the incentives are properly aligned, right? So Pure altruism is great and all, uh, and you can get some good out of that. Uh, but you can generate a lot more good in the world by acknowledging like the uh, predominant human nature of things and <laughs> simply having it be so all sides kind of win. And uh, that's where the whole win and help win thing comes in. Um, so where I'm going with that is I feel like if the Juno community commits to seeking these funds with our validator, uh, it would be fair to um, set this up in kind of a grant-based program uh, where the Juno community actually votes on the causes to receive funds. Um, and then uh, the uh, community or the actual NGO receiving the funds um, then make sure to capture media and publicity around it that includes Juno as part of that. Uh, because I feel like getting the name and logo of Juno out there uh, tied with social impact and real positive change happening in the world uh, is a much better type of marketing than, you know, going and, and buying a stadium. Um, and I think it's, you know, a very reasonable ask in terms of donating funds and having, you know, pretty minimal expectations of return other than doing good in the world and, you know, helping champion the, the source of the funds. Okay, cool. And I think like, 
speaking of aligned incentives and uh, an ongoing debate outside of this particular proposal around like what to do with community pool funds on all chains, like when they're just kind of sitting there. Um, and there are pros and cons both ways, but how long um, are you asking for these funds like as part of the initial proposal? Because I want to do the math there on what 25% staking rewards would mean as far as like growing the community pool and just in the, yeah. So how, how long is the duration? So really it would be indefinite, right? The, the, any, a proposal could be put up at any time to stop it because the funds would remain in community fund control. Um, the hope and the ideal is that it wouldn't stop. Uh, that we would keep this program going, that it would be part of Juno's ongoing commitment to social impact, uh, and the compounding position would just be really used to generate more impact over time uh, in line with Juno's growth. I just had an idea then maybe. Because, right, I, I knew that, but I don't think something had clicked in my head till right now. What If, for people who may have hesitation about how these... Uh, this program like really benefits the Juno community with that being said, maybe what would you think of something where it could either be based on like a total stake milestone, uh, maybe in like us, there's a couple different metrics you could maybe measure it and have it trigger by, but at some point putting some of the excess that you've recruited from that 25% back into the community pool as just like liquid to be used, not staked with your validator. It would be an amount and like time frame that makes it so your overall stake still grows. And maybe we somehow factor in Juno's USD price as well, where like if it balloons, a slightly more gets returned to the community pool or something like that. Because at the moment, it's cool that they can revoke them at any point, but it's not like you're actually growing community pool funds if it were to perfectly work out where they're permanently staked with you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd be open to something like that. I mean, I think ultimately it probably makes sense to not necessarily codify a limit on it, um, but leave that as something open for voters in the future to determine as the time passes. Uh, but I mean, if you think oh, that yeah. it's beneficial to, to like put in the actual proposal itself, like at this point, we can certainly think through how to incorporate that. No, of course, of course. I actually just sort of had a brain fart there in the same way that the community could ask for all the funds back at any point. They could also later on be like, hey, you guys have you know, this is five years, 10 years in the future, you have three times what we originally gave you. Could we get, you know, a a fraction of it back or something? And then they can go through with the vote at that point. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I see. Exactly. So, so it really is still part of the pool. For all intents. Exactly. Yeah. Um, One thing that I would love to kind of like talk through with, uh, I mean, I guess I don't know exactly the right group to talk to, but people like Jake and Demi um, would be how we want to handle that in terms of the community pool. Like, do we want to grant it directly from the community pool? Do we want to set up a sub DAO for this purpose that the community pool would put the funds in and then 
that would be controlled by some kind of multi-sig. Um, so before I put the proposal on chain, I'd like to hash out some of those details. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I really think that's just a matter of you know how we actually execute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I mean I'm not a dev, but I would think sort of Occam's razoring it, like either a simple smart contract or just directly. I, I think it would be a simple smart contract that the community fund deposits into, and it alone has the ability to also through governance request funds back out of it. I think that'd probably be the easiest way to do it. But yeah, that's a good, that's a convo that would need to be had at some point. Um, so what kind of like pushback have you gotten? Or like, has there been any specific points that, I don't know, seem, are, people are seeming to get hung up on? Um, not really. So uh, there were two, uh, three actual um, detracting comments in Commonwealth. Uh, one of them was from... Uh, meet because he was concerned about the sell pressure and the market conditions. Uh, but once the math was explained to him of like how minimal that would actually impact uh, the price, um, then he was converted to a yes. Uh, so uh, followed your advice there, Timmy, of putting that information up in the actual proposal itself. Um, and then uh, there was someone else who was a little just jaded with charity in general. Uh, and he was speaking to the benefits of, of impact investing and, and that type of uh, good in the world. Um, and, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't think he realized like how simpatico we are on all of that and exactly why Angel is moving in the direction of Angel Impact Funds and supporting social entrepreneurs around the world who uh, don't have very equitable access to capital today. Um, so I think that he appreciated the fact that we had thought through a lot of the different elements of impact financing from the donation spectrum of philanthropy to the more impact investing uh, angle, which frankly speaks a lot to the whole philosophy of win and help win and, and what I said earlier about pure altruism versus aligned incentives that account for human nature. Um, and that's what the power of Web3 allows is actually using these decentralized trustless systems to set up new ways of coordinating that were fundamentally not possible in the past. Uh, but anyway, kind of getting off on a tangent there. But um, <laughs> needless to say, he was converted into a, uh, a yes. And then um, there was one anon account that was asking for better KPIs um, around things. And I mean, I responded to him pretty thoroughly. Uh, we had a fairly civil exchange, um, but ultimately, like, I don't, I don't really know exactly what kind of KPI you'd be looking for. I mean, obviously, there's metrics we can track in terms of user adoption and volume for Juno as a whole, uh, and certainly we can, you know, report on on things like how many, you know, new donors or or charity organizations are we bringing on through Angel Protocol. Uh, but ultimately, I think it kind of misses the point of the proposal. Um, and the way I describe it is really it's a marketing proposal with heart. Um, and it's it's one of those things where it's hard to quantify the impact of doing good in the world and having that broadcast and having your name associated with that. Um, but for a myriad of reasons, uh, again, like I said, uh, public trust, um, regulator scrutiny, 
uh, overall the need to onboard new types of users into this space. Um, like we need fresh blood, right? Uh, and with Angel Protocol, we really offer the most welcoming way for the organizations and individuals who need it the most to onboard into the space. Um, and yeah, so I think that really will be a compelling growth factor for Juno. I think it'll help set Juno apart as a chain overall that that really cares and gives back. Um, so I think there's a lot of positives and little to no downside. Cool. Okay, so this is where I wish there were maybe some other Juno-centric people up on stage or in the room right now. Um, because I'm all for it. Um, I don't know like how much I'm trying to think of other things like uh, other people might ask or want clarity on. Um, but it does just seem, you know, like a win-win. And also, do you, do you want to maybe actually touch on the... I don't know what the time frame is, but the future for shifting this uh, to the, the contract? Or what, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, so, uh, Timmy, this was actually your idea, which was really quite brilliant. Uh, but we had been talking... Every now and then I get a good idea. <laughs> um, uh, that and Interchain Info, brother. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the, the whole staking contract, the idea here is that in the future, instead of running our own validator, um, we could instead have a staking contract which would include an index of uh, both impact-oriented and community-oriented validators uh, across uh, Juno or whatever other Cosmos chains it was deployed on. Um, the idea here is that anyone who staked into the contract uh, would be doing so to donate their yield to charity. So there would be 100% commission on anything staked into the contract. But what would happen in the background is that stake would actually be distributed amongst all of the validators in the index. Um, what this would do is it would help keep community and impact-oriented validators above the floor. Um, so anyone who has run a validator or dealt with validator politics is familiar with the whole floor is lava concept. Uh, once you're out of the active set, you're getting nothing. Um, so this affects a lot of community validators. I mean, even popular ones like Cosmos Spaces uh, has fallen out of the Atom set repeatedly and, and really had to struggle to get back in. Um, and it can just be a challenge when you're dealing with a lot of more institutional or wealthy type of validators who have a lot of funds to throw around and have a lot of big influencers or, or kind of whales to, to get them into the active set. Uh, community and impact-oriented validators can struggle. So um, with this, it's really, again, you know, aligning incentives, creating a win-win where people can uh, generate social impact without donating their principal, right? So they can have exposure to Juno or any other ecosystem coin. Uh, they can stake that. They can retain their principal and then donate the yield to charity. Um, and I think there's even a world where we could have some kind of sliding bar that determines what type of yield they want to donate. So if someone isn't comfortable with 100 and wants to compound part of that, uh, they could do the LFG type thing. They could select 75%, have the other 25% compound back into their stake. 
So anyway, a lot of ways you could do it on the staker side, uh, but then it benefits all of the different partners in the index uh, because they now have stake with them. And what Angel Protocol would do would take the net difference of the actual validator commission um, and 100%. So if we were staking with a community validator at you know 10% commission, we would take the other 90% and donate it to charities and Angel Protocol. Um, so this would help community and impact validators. Uh, it would create a broad network of support for the staking contract and initiative overall. Uh, and it would give people a way to donate to charity and create impact without actually giving up any of their principal. Again, just like a win-win-win. All about incentive alignment. Also, I wonder, like, this is obviously not your <laughs> department uh, specifically, but it's adjacent enough, you probably have some insight. Do you know where we're sort of at in being able to claim something like that as a tax write-off, as like an actual donation and get that? Like, I know that you guys, you can already do that with straight-up donations through Angel, right? But I mean, like, this sort of from staking yield, is is, is that already possible, or...? Yeah, so I mean, anything with staking yield is a bit of a gray zone in the UK. right. Uh, but the the counsel that we've received is yes, uh, you can actually issue a compliant tax receipt for this uh, because the funds can all be shown on chain, um, and so you issue the tax receipt for a specific window of time, um, and you total up the amount of commission donated over that time, and then you can generate a tax receipt for that time period for the amount of commission donated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it totally should be possible, but okay. That's cool that even though it's a gray area from what you've heard, like that's, that's something I'll be able to do. That's cool. Cause that's such an easy way to, especially if you're crypto oriented and you just like to do everything. Like for some of us, it is actually much faster and more convenient to take some crypto assets and slap them somewhere in two or three transactions than it would be to go out of our way to figure out how to donate to xyz charity that's out there so being able to just take some of it'd be cool to do this on other chains in the future for sure are you doing it on terra 2 at the moment on new terra i am not uh, no uh, we do okay. plan to include a variety of cosmos chains though um probably yeah. what we'd want to start with after juno is uh the big boy um you know adam itself uh but we're working through exactly how we approach that because you can't launch smart contracts on Adam. Yeah. Um, I think you can manage it through a smart contract on Juno though, that interacts with validators on Adam. Um, and just shout out to you the will be able to, for sure. <laughs> if you don't want to wait for that, you could explore doing something with like stride or a liquid staking solution. Well, so yes. And but we actually that extra layer of trust and risk. <laughs> We, well, we got an offer to help from Eris Protocol, uh, who I'll give a shout out to. I'm a big fan of theirs. Um, they narrowly failed a governance vote on Terra to get some funding, which, in my opinion, was well-deserved. Um, I think a lot of people kind of look at them as someone who just copied Larry OX's state code and, and tried to profit off of it. Um, but just from knowing them, from actually being in some working sessions with them, uh, they're actual shippers. Uh, they really do know how to code and, and deliver and create product. And they had done a lot of innovative work um, in terms of what they were bringing to the table. But uh, anyway, uh, 
getting off in a bit of a tangent, the problem with the LSD concept is you need liquidity for it. Um, so there's a whole uh, layer of complication added if you go with a liquid staking derivative versus the type of smart contract solution I'm describing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I did want to give a quick shout out to the Web3 Builders Alliance. Uh, so uh, for those who aren't familiar, um, it's a really hands-on university style uh, training course for uh, Rust developers. Um, it's about eight to 10 uh, fairly intensive weeks. Uh, it's free to join. Um, it's very hands-on. You're working constantly in cohorts, uh, working on actual um, uh, tooling needs for various ecosystems. So you build out public goods as you're going through the course. Uh, and everyone chooses a capstone project that they work on as kind of like their deliverable throughout the, the course. Uh, and I mention all of this because they actually took on the staking contract concept. Um, and two of the cadets are working on it together as their capstone project. Um, so I'm working together with them, just giving them pointers as they go along. Uh, and shout out to, to uh, Spark IBC. Um, some of their developers have very graciously offered their services to build out the front end for that staking contract free of charge, which is just absolutely incredible generosity. Um, so yeah, this whole thing is being delivered um, really through a collective effort of people who just want to see it happen, which I think is just an extra, extra cool part about it. So thank you. Fun bonus too. Um, we're going to be setting up a donation channel for Web3 Builders Alliance. Um, so kind of the same way that TerraSpaces has one right now on his site um, with probably the single biggest update that's going to come in hopefully the near future here is integration with Rango. So you're no longer limited by having to try and get Axel USDC on Juno. No matter where your funds live, you'll just be able to pick those. Uh, your default destination will always be Axel USDC on Juno, but um, you'll be able to do it in a couple clicks and donate to awesome people like TerraSpaces. Web3 Builders Alliance, and we're definitely going to keep expanding from there. But awesome stuff. Um, yeah, when do you, I guess, the final question really is when do you think this is going to go on chain? So I'm a little conflicted, and I'll take your input here. Um, my initial impulse was to put it up uh, at the end of this week, actually. Um, I just as we're talking though, I'm just wondering if I need to have more of those conversations about the exact execution first. I don't necessarily think so because it would be like a signaling vote anyway, right? Like no on-chain action would occur as a direct result of uh, the proposal. So, um, but I'm going to ping Jake, uh, Jake and just get his advice and on how he'd suggest I handle that. Um, but uh, also, I know holidays are coming up, and I want to make sure there's good participation, uh, and people are starting to kind of tune out. Uh, I was hoping to kind of catch catch that before people take break for the holiday. Um, but I could wait till early January. So, I mean, what do you think, Timmy? I, I think, why wait? I think because you are doing signaling proposal first. Uh, otherwise, I think I would probably go with your first gut reaction there of like wait till you get the details of execution figured out but um yeah i mean i was having this discussion earlier i think it was um after you had joined and, and also just in other spaces earlier it's just sort of a tough time to ask for funds in any way just because of bear market things so 
there's that, but I think everybody's weighing that very differently. Like I know even myself and other people at Spark um, kind of have different views on how much that should or shouldn't affect us, like making proposals or going for fun. So you're well, all on that, but but don't wait. Yeah. When you need growth, you have to beware of of being of having too much austerity, right? Like it's yep. like you know, we're we're in a similar position with Angel. We have a, you know, relatively limited runway. It gets us through the majority of next year. So we have some time to raise funds, do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're faced with decisions like do we just, you know, cut all staff, like get down to like bare bones, or do we, you know, keep trying to grow and do what we're doing? Uh, and we're growing, you know, we're we're trying to seize the moment. You know, it's it's one of those things where if you don't spend, it's almost makes the situation worse. Um, obviously a fine line to walk. But with this proposal, the beautiful thing is it grows the community fund. No funds are taken from the community fund and it can be stopped at any time. Um, and really, there is no actual material cell pressure of any sort. So um, th for all those reasons, I think, you know, regardless of market conditions, um, I, I think it's a winner, obviously. <laughs> a little bit biased. Cool. Yeah. I, I, you, you would have loved the conversation we were having earlier in a different space. I think tank was there. And part of what we were saying is like the right way to make a proposal, when to make it exactly how to do the process of, you know, governance, I mean, a Commonwealth signaling, whatever, all of it, it's not figured out yet whatsoever. So like, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong way. There's just the way that gets you to your end goal. And then, or many ways that could get you to your end goal and many that might not. And we're just kind of figuring those out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, brother. Well, cool. Um, I, I don't have any more questions, I think. I mean, if I... I wasn't skeptical, to be honest, but I tried to kind of put myself in those shoes, think about what I might want to dig into. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on, Chauncey? Um, so nothing related to the proposal or the staking contract, um, but just two quick shout outs. Uh, one, I look forward to a completely visually overhauled uh, Angel Protocol um, going live on Monday. Uh, so excited about our, our new portal design um, and a few different additional features added. Uh, but also, um, we're going to be launching an end of year fundraising campaign. Uh, it's actually for longevity research, um, trying to combat aging-related diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Um, and we've got three awesome nonprofits lined up for that. So um, you'll be able to donate from, you know, Juno, Terra, uh, from uh, Ethereum, Binance. Uh, so all of that's already built in in terms of being able to donate. Uh, you avoid capital gains tax if you still have any, are lucky enough to still have any gains. Uh, and you also uh, get an immediate tax receipt uh, for, for tax write-offs. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully people can support a great cause for the holidays here and uh, crowdfund some uh, much-needed research into uh, aging. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I saw that. That's like a very... I was a little confused at first. I was like, wait, what? what, what is this? But... I like yeah, it. I mean, a lot of people just like are like, oh wait, they're people just trying to live forever. It's like it's no, no. I mean, 
that's probably never going to be possible. Um, did, did you see on Juno's early days? Uh, I think you were really terror focused then, or probably entirely. But there was something called Dow Up that was like a Dow Dow launch pad type of thing. And one of the things on there was a DAO and company and product called Open NMN. I did not see that, no. Have you heard of NMN? The uh, chemical? It's one of these chemicals that like apparently it re- it like helps with aging, basically. It's like what you start to lack that allows your DNA to break down or something. I don't know. I'm sure Coach could tell you about it. He's an expert on aging. Coach is probably dead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's harsh language. I mean, he may be going through... Incapacitated. He, 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 he may be walking a grocery store unable to talk, because that often is the case. <laughs> so often. Earlier, Tank was hosting a space, quiet for a bit, and then pops in and goes... Hold on, guys. I'm in the FedEx right now, but I do really want to respond to that point. Just give me a second. <laughs> oh. It's great. He, he once stood up Lord Doquan to go grocery shopping. It was, it was quite incredible. <laughs> Coach? I, uh, I was distracted. I'm sorry. I was talking to my, my grandson. Oh, your grandson. How old is he? He just turned 40. Oh, that's adorable. Is he, uh, is he a rebellious one? Well, the, the funny thing is, is he's bolder than me because I've been taking um, oh. 5-AR inhibitors, 5-alpha reductase inhibitors to decrease the DHT saturation on my follicles. So now he's like a Norwood 6. He's balded terribly, and I've kept the whole of my hair. Well, what have you been giving him? Why is he bald? At it's, it's just genetic. He didn't realize. Just, uh, I see. I thought, yeah. like, yeah, he ha- he's got the short end of the I stick. Thought, yeah, he has the youth. Yeah, he has vitality. He has everything like that. But me, you know, I can at least keep one ace in the hole. I can keep the cure to balding to myself and therefore feel better than him. Hmm. But yeah, I've been away, so I haven't caught up. I don't know if this uh, segment I'm doing is, is relevant to what's come before. Uh, oddly. Oddly, actually, <laughs> just talking about aging, and then have you heard of NMN, Coach? Yep, NMN, uh, metformin. Yeah. Um, what else? Wait, what? There's a load of things that are really good to to do anti aging. Resveratrol is pretty good as well. Oh, yep. You yep. know, the best thing to to stop aging though is to eat one apple a day, or basically almost nothing, and be a skinny, gaunt guy with like the slowest metabolism in the world. Um, and never go outside or anything. It's kind of funny. Like, like if you're optimizing for life extension, right? The the way to do that. What are you serious? I thought you were just making a joke about the average crypto user. Well, like that, that too. <laughs> yeah. But the the funny thing about like life extension and people who are into that stuff is they get these supplement routines, but then the the dietary and lifestyle aspect of it is basically eat as little as possible to slow down your metabolism and slow down your heartbeat as much as possible to basically be almost uh, a walking dead person, lowering your quality of life. Just be living slower, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the way, that's how you extend your life. But like the, the compromise is, the life to live. is any fun in life. You can live for a really, really long time, so long as you do basically nothing and eat nothing. 
And don't forget the higher altitudes and colder climates. I wonder, would you live even longer with that sort of lifestyle and uh, mindset in space? Like lack of gravity, even less? For your heart has to pump less hard. I, I don't say. know, because I think a lot of the a lot of the structures of the body require a continual force to maintain their density, right? Like like the bones and things like that. If they're not subject to outside forces, they have no almost no like biological incentive to retain their density. I d I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of things fall apart completely. Also, um, a lot of pump systems in the body just kind of fall apart if there's not gravity or uprightness. Like one of the interesting things from long-term medical research is that for an equal health state, the, the more someone lies down, the more likely they are to die. It's quite an interesting thing. So like one of the most important things in general, um, health recovery and, and you know, post-operation stuff is to get someone upright as much as possible. If you simply have someone in a bed, for like, um, I don't know, if you have someone in a bed for about six months, they'll be pretty close to death, which is quite an interesting thing, like in a, in a pure health state wise. Um, and I guess I haven't lied down for 27 years. Yeah, I guess in space, <laughs> in space, you're essentially doing that, right? It's like you take away the uprightness and the, the right. verticality uh, with respect to gravity that keeps the organism functioning. Well, coach, uh, Bruce, did... respectively, I didn't want to let everyone else know I had a spaceship. That was a personal conversation. What? Let's see here. I think uh, a few years ago, they ended up putting a uh, one-year study of twins in space, one on Earth and one outer rim. Uh, what, what was it? Something Kelly? I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. But yeah. Detail. They come back enormously weak with like significantly weaker bones, um, muscularity, everything like that. I think the the natural. I would assume it's just like the same principle behind resistance training. It's just yeah. that as they're growing, they there's no resistance there to grow into, sort of. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the um, processes of the body and the like, the pumping of the heart and all these things they really do require gravity and pressure and forces against them. Um, otherwise, they kind of collapse and people come back and it takes them, you know, if somebody's in space for nearly a year, it will take them a year or two to regain their homeostasis, like with their blood pressure and everything like that. It really kind of falls apart. Like, I, I don't think it's a fully solved problem. Like in space, they, do, they do things like, um, you know, weight training against pneumatic pistons and stuff like that to try and compensate for it. And they can keep people as strong as they can be through um, systematic training, but it still falls apart. Like it's not a perfect system. Yeah. We'll get there one day. We'll be traveling the stars, but I take it. I take it you're pretty passionate about anti-aging, right? And I mean, no, no, not. No, I think it's, I think um, in my experience, the more somebody is into anti-aging, the more of a loser they are. Well, damn! I was gonna try and pivot. Say you should uh, check out Angel Protocols. <laughs> Long jump. I don't know if you'd call it anti-aging, though, right, Chauncey? Like, what what is it that you guys exactly? It's more of like a just healthy longevity type stuff, right? 
Yeah, it's mainly combating uh, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> Coach does have a point. There's a long history of statistical regression that you can point to that shows that people advocating for um, living forever are statistically more likely to be losers. And, you know, we need to help those losers, too, uh, because obviously they're just brainwashed by, by horrible false information. And, and, you know, the media these days. I'm, 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 uh, I'm a fan of increasing health span. Like the longer your quality of life, the better, especially through things like non-pharmacological, um, you know, metabolic health stuff, good diet and good breathing and, and the right relationship to stress and whatever else, and just the foundations of a good life. I'm a fan of that. But there's like this weird kind of portion of people who get into extension for its own sake, and they are like the most sickly losers you could ever imagine, stuffing their face full of resveratrol, um, NMD and whatever the fuck else, and, and uh, you know, taking these weird kind of pharmaceuticals like statins and metformin and whatever else, and deliberately trying to eat as little as possible to barely maintain their vitality to stay alive. And the whole goal is like extend your life as much as possible at the expense of absolutely everything else. And I think that's a sickly way to live. Well, for people that are maybe, but you don't have to attack them so hard, Bruce. <laughs> Well, for people who maybe are just sick and want to live longer and better lives, you should check out. Is there a link anywhere publicly yet for that, Chauncey? <laughs> Not yet. We'll, we'll be announcing it soon. Okay. They're, they have a cool... Is it just a new NGO you onboarded, I guess? Uh, yeah, there's uh, three of them uh, total. Um, so uh, Lifespan, uh, which uh, does various longevity research and advocacy, um, and uh, there's also uh, SENS and the Methuselah uh, Foundation. So we'll have more information on all those charities and information on their profiles and such on the uh, on the page. But um, yeah, uh, excited to, to try and get a fundraiser together uh, for a good cause. And um, there's going to be some matching funds involved there too. A little more information coming out. But um, but yeah. Uh, get it in, you know, and not just for the right reason, but if you're looking for the tax write-off or, or avoiding capital gains, uh, that benefit as well. <laughs> oh, but hey, wait, well, if anything I said yeah. in the last five minutes was in contradiction to Chauncey or, or you, then I retract all of it, and it was all a work of fiction. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're good. But that's appreciated. Everything Bruce says is appreciated. You, you are one of my few heroes, sir. Thank you. I've heard that from almost everyone, but it still means a lot. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> but it still means a lot. Uh, you didn't have to add that, Coach, but you did. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm probably down to keep chatting on spaces for a bit, but I'm going to end this one because Finn will thank me and because I think the then we'll have like four spaces and one at that point. So I'm going to spin this one down. I'm sure someone coach, I see Cosmos spaces just joined here. Um, someone will spin something up. I might, if I don't see anything in a while, um, but thank you all for coming tonight. Uh, please check out sparkibc.zone. Um, the campaign for interchain info, which is running right now, will be going for like another month and a or two and a half months, three months total. Um, and long before then we will have rango integrated so if your main barrier to donation is really like i can't be bothered getting axel usdc on juno a you're 
lazy, but we get it. Um, and we're going to make that process a lot easier here soon. <laughs> um, and there's a ton of info there on what Interchain is if you missed at the beginning. And then other than that, definitely check out Angel Protocol and their, uh, I guess it's on, I'm sure there's page posts about it on Angel's page, but on Chauncey's page here, there's a link straight to the Commonwealth proposal for their Juno Locked for Good program. So thanks, everybody. Been fun. I'm sure we'll chat more later tonight. And uh, you're welcome, Finn. <laughs> thanks, Timmy. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, everyone. Love you, Timmy. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Locked for Good, Angel Protocol, and Juno. Hosted by Tendermint Timmy with Spark IBC. Recorded on Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you're on a game, listen, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two